got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah, and this is episode 21. I cannot wait to get into our amazing guest and all of the things we talked about. We discussed the episode, The Duet, as well as Jessica's recent morning show appearances and so much more. But first, I just want to let you guys know that today is April 1st and then in a week, my birthday is April 8th and we're going on a little trip. Don't worry, it's all going to be COVID safe and everything like that. We are very, very careful anytime we go anywhere. So don't worry, but I might release the podcast either late or depending on how late it's going to come out, I might just wait until the next week and take a week off. Oh my god, you guys. I I mean, it's not that I need a break from this podcast because it's so much fun and I love doing it so much, but I definitely need a few days away and just not on any kind of deadlines or racing to get anything done like I always am. So it very well might come out on on the 8th or the 9th um, or even the 10th. I don't know. Or I might just wait until the next week. So just so that won't be a surprise if it does happen, and this is not an April Fool's joke, just so you know, I'm not doing any of those. Without further ado, let's just get into the episode. Okay, everybody, I'm so excited for my next guest because she is one of the biggest Jessica super fans. So we're circling back from last week, we had someone who didn't really know a lot about Jessica to someone who knows everything about Jessica and... (laughs) There is proof of that on Instagram because she runs an awesome Jessica tribute account as well. And actually, she and I were in the same room on the same night meeting Jessica, and we didn't even know each other, but thankfully, now we do. So welcome, Amanda. Hey. Hi, everybody. I'm Amanda, and I'm really excited to be here today. Can't wait to talk about all of the things. (laughs) Yes, I'm so happy to have you here, and Before we get started, you guys all have to follow. If you're listening to this, there's no chance that you will not enjoy her Instagram. So do you want to let them know what the handle is? Yes, it's Jessica underscore Simpson underscore tribute. And it's a tribute page on Instagram where I post a picture every day and a quote underneath by Miss Simpson. And I post a lot of funny things in my stories. So if you enjoy Jessica or if you just want a good, good feeling, you should go to my page and check it out. 
it really is great. I love the quotes and I love how dedicated you are to it because you do post every single day. There's always something new on your story. And yeah. also you made me a video of Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was clips of all the times that they pronounced Nick's name wrong and it was just made my day, <laughs> week, month, year. That is so funny. I was because you guys always say that on the show, how his <laughs> name is Lackey or whatever people call him. And uh-huh. I just remembered all the times that people have mispronounced his last name and it's it's enough times that it deserves its own little montage. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna repost that, you guys. I'm gonna look for that on our story because it definitely needs to be seen by yes. all the fans. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what I wanna get into first is just your first memories of Jessica and how you became a fan of her. Yes. So my story is a little bit different because my true fandom didn't start until about 2015. So I'm 43. I'm a little bit older than like Derek or a lot of other fans. And so when I was like in my 20s or like 19 around, um, you know, that's when the newlyweds was going on. And um, I just wasn't really, oh no, no, that was when her Irresistible was coming out. I just wasn't a very big pop music fan. I was more into like R&B, like Mary J. Blige and like Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. So when I heard I Want to Love You Forever, of course, I loved that song. And I remember hearing Irresistible and thinking, you know what, like, this is this is pretty cool. I like this, you know, even though it's pop and I don't listen to a lot of pop, like, I really like this song. And that was the first time I remember really like her standing out and liking her out of all of the, the pop stars, even more than Britney. So that was my first introduction. And then... Later, during the newlyweds, I remember I was like in my mid-20s and it was newlyweds and Sex and the City were like my two favorite shows. And I remember I probably had a dupe of like every outfit that Jessica wore on that show. (laughs) Like I had Juicy Couture sweatsuits. I had like fake Juicy Couture sweatsuits. I had like every like peasant skirt, every conch belt, every everything that she had, like I wanted it and I went out and found either the same one or something like it. So I was like really into her at a point and I collected all of the star magazines and all of like the life and style magazines that she was in. I still have like a pile of them. So I guess I did get a little into her, but really in 2015, my I have a daughter and she was about four and I was just going through like a really hard time. It was a really hard time in my life. I was definitely like drinking way too much, you know, and also momming. At that time, obviously Jessica's book didn't come out yet. So I had no idea that maybe she was going through something similar. But I remember I got really sick with the flu one weekend And I was just feeling terrible. And I started watching old episodes of Newlyweds back to back to back to back to back. I just binge watched the whole thing. I mean, I even watched them like twice. And I just remember after I started feeling better, looking at those episodes and thinking how like wholesome she was and how positive and how like fun loving. And it really just like made me want 
to be a better person myself. I know that sounds really deep for watching episodes of Newlyweds, but... No, no. I mean, look, I'm here, you know? I mean, our episodes are like two hours long. Yeah, it was just one of those things where it really touched me. It really just made me feel good and want and know that there was like goodness in the world and that I needed to do something to to get to that point to get to that like happiness again yeah so it's like one of those things if I don't know if you've ever had like a comfort tv show where you like binge watch it because it makes you feel good or it's comforting but Mm -hmm. that became like my comfort show and from that point that very weekend I stopped drinking me and my husband both and everything just kind of went up from there so it was really pivotal not to say that watching newlyweds was like what changed everything but it was definitely a focal point for me just the goodness in it Um, So ever since then, you know, I was like, kind of really obsessed with her. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) you know, watching YouTube videos and uh, just kind of really getting into it. And then just out of luck, like she came right back on the scene, you know, with Mm -hmm. her book and everything. And it was just like, oh, my God, I get a chance now to like see her and be a fan. So it was just so great that she came back into the scene, you know? Yeah. Well, wow. Thank you so much for getting personal and being honest like that, because I'm all about that. And obviously, so is Jessica. Yeah. So that's awesome. And it's also kind of amazing not to get too like spiritual with or anything. But I mean, it seems like you guys have a connection because it's weird to me that she has the same story that her husband and her stopped drinking on the same day. I mean, that's rare, you know, Isn't that strange. And it was funny because, you know, when I was watching the show, and I was feeling like badly about myself, I kept thinking to myself, I bet she would never have this problem. Like she would never be here where I am right now, you know, because she's so positive and she just got this great life. And then later on to find out that, oh my God, yes, she did go through these same emotions and like this same feeling was just like, wow, that, you know, that just makes me love her even more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And it just made me feel like there was a reason I started watching this show and like getting really into her, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think of reality TV as like trash TV. Yeah. You know, I hate the term like guilty pleasure. It's like so weird to make someone feel guilty for enjoying something I mean as long as you're not enjoying something that is hurting others I don't understand why you would be guilty right and it makes people feel good you know it makes them happy it's lighthearted, like right tv and even if that's all you got out of it was a few laughs that's still worth something but it you know you obviously got so much more out of it and I'm really not surprised I'm sure there's a lot of stories out there similar to this because Jessica really is just special like she has this light that radiates out of her it's not just that she's so pretty and or that she's talented I mean she really has something special and I think that you know it's like last week Kat was talking about how she radiates golden energy and Kat doesn't even pay attention to her so yeah I love how she said that she has like a divine watch somebody watching over her or something like that I felt Mm -hmm. like that was so right on 
Yeah. I mean, for someone who has never read her book, she basically said what Jessica said. I know. In her book. I know. That was amazing. Her, her like predictions were just like so right on. Yeah. She's so intuitive. And literally, I mean, the next day after she said, you know, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they release music soon. Jessica said on yes. Good Morning America that she's getting <laughs> back into music. Yes. Yes. And I had seen the Tamron show, right? Because mm -hmm. I was there. And I knew that. So I was listening to the episode and I'm like, oh my God, she like really is psychic. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. She really is. It, it was funny when we started getting close and I started noticing all these little things and all these connections that we had, because it's kind of similar to what you were saying about Jessica. Like she and I have these weird similarities in our lives, little specific things like that, like you and her with this quitting drinking and everything. Um, yeah. All this stuff to me is like not a coincidence. So I'm glad that people are accepting of that because I was like, oh, I, I know some people are going to be like, this is stupid. Why is she doing like tarot cards? But the yeah. response has been great. So thank you guys for going out on the limb with me and enjoying that. Absolutely. And I thought that was really cool. I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate that spiritual part of the show thank you okay so you became a big fan in 2015 so you've never been to a jessica concert i'm guessing no and I, that's like something i'm so sad about and i'm just praying and hoping that she decides to just maybe even just do a mini tour mm -hmm. you know i would be front and center if that were the case yes well i was definitely encouraged on her book tour because a lot of people asked her like well you've done everything what's your favorite thing to do and she always said music so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially after the other day of her being on her press store for the paperback version of open book which is out now by the way if you guys haven't heard yes. and I'm really encouraged now especially because she says that she's getting back into music so whatever that means exactly I'm sure she's going to be doing live shows because I actually I got lucky that one time when I saw her when she opened for NSYNC which was a surprise right oh my god that was probably awesome it was so cool but it was only a few songs and it was in the irresistible era and I mean I love her first two albums but my favorite songs of hers are definitely from In the Skin right me too Public Affair and Do You Know so I really would love to hear those songs live and I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's coming. Even if she just does again, like the talk show circuit and does a few little concerts here and there, or maybe like Good Morning America, I would be satisfied with that. Yes. <laughs> just something so that I could hear like her voice live, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, her Good Morning America appearance in 2003 is so, so good. And they oh, did like a little yes. mini concert with her. So I'm hoping maybe she'll go back and do that. Yeah, because I feel like it might be a little far-fetched for her to go on a full-on tour with, like, three kids and a family. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you never know. She could do, like, a mini tour or some shows or something. So mm -hmm. I feel like I might might be blessed with that one day. <laughs> yes, yes. And if she does the GMA one, then we can go because Amanda doesn't live that far from me. They shoot in New York City, so. Yes, yes. Oh, that would be so awesome. So why don't you tell me about your experience meeting Jessica? Because like I said, we were at the same event right before everything went crazy. Yeah. So I was, oh my God, so excited to know that she was coming to New York. And I went online and I bought myself two tickets because I didn't know who, but somebody was coming with me. <laughs> I ended up taking my best friend and she came with me knowing 
absolutely nothing about Jessica Simpson, but she just was like my my wing girl. And we went down to Barnes and Noble where she was doing, it was just a meet and greet and a picture. So she wasn't actually signing the books, but you would get a free book. And we had to wait on this like really long line. It was like stretched around Barnes and Noble, which was interesting because I didn't realize how many people were actually coming to see her. It was like thousands. I know. I was surprised too because I I mean like not to be negative, but I feel like a lot of the time when I would bring up that I loved her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah, I like I remember her. Or like, right. it was, you know, right? You're met with like blank stares sometimes. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> but no, there was literally. I'm sure there was a thousand people there. It was mm-hmm. insane. And so we waited on this long line, and actually, it got postponed because there was um, the PETA people were outside, or they had gotten inside, Ugh. and they were like, you know, with their signs and like throwing things, and security had to get them out, and so they postponed the whole thing for like 45 minutes. And we were just like waiting. Oh my gosh. I had no idea that was why it took so long. Yes, because that was like the whole thing. They had to get those people out and they had to like scour the room to make sure there weren't more still in there. And it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, thank you, PETA. <laughs> we understand you're upset about the animal stuff, but yes. there's better ways to. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing, people that wear fur. I'm actually like a huge animal advocate, but I also don't love waiting 45 minutes for people to pretty much do nothing, you know, just go in with signs and get kicked out. Right. Well, they don't even get as much attention as they would want from this kind of stuff because it's not like live TV or anything. Right. And it's just negative attention, you know? It's like, yeah. I feel like there's more peaceful or other ways to do things. Yeah. Well, I actually went to a few years back, Amy. Schumer's book signing at the same place and the same exact thing happened oh really yeah so when that happened at Jessica's I was like here we go again (laughs) yeah I didn't know that Amy Schumer was like a big fur wear even it's so weird right because she's not like a fashionista but well it was actually cool because of course they hide all of their signs and everything and they act like a fan and then at you know as soon as the celebrity comes out they start yelling at them and calling them names and they hold up the sign and everything right and so it happened the exact same way as it did with jessica except when the guy was about to pull the person out of the room amy was like no 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 no, it's okay like what are you upset about like or why are you here basically and it was hard to hear but the person said oh you wore fur or whatever and I can't remember what Amy said but I think that it might have been a misunderstanding because oh my gosh (laughs) like I think she was either she was wearing faux fur or she didn't realize that it was real fur and it only happened like one time and (laughs) you know what I mean yes oh my gosh that's ridiculous what a waste of energy Yeah. So anyway, you can continue with your experience. So first of all, I don't know if you noticed this, but did you notice how many weird middle-aged stands follow her around? Did yes. you get to talk to anybody else around you? Yes. It was like creepy and they don't like her because they're interested in her music or they're like interested in her wisdom. 
they literally just like her because she's pretty. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like me and my friend were like, this is so strange. She must be like nervous to do these things sometimes. There's a lot of people like that in the New York scene, actually. And a lot of them are not fans of any of the people. Is that um, what it is? Yeah, it's like a celebrity addiction. It's like they just collect as many photos and autographs as they can. And yes, yes. it's really weird. Like, well, when I was a teenager, I was really into going anywhere that was, you know, a cool party going on or movie premieres. Like I learned how to get into movie premieres and parties. And, you know, when you're like that young and you just dress up and you, you know, say to people, do you have an extra ticket or whatever things happen? And I feel like when you're young, like at the age I was, it's kind of like more normal. Absolutely. It's more normal. Yeah. And then there would always be like mostly men, but some women too, that are like you're saying middle-aged and they just, you know, I would be waiting outside at a premiere or something and you get to talking to them and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, last week I saw Paris Hilton. Tomorrow I'm going to go to the Jennifer Aniston Today Show. And then, you know. That exactly happened to us. Exactly. We met Mm -hmm. this this girl who was thought we thought she was like really cool at first she was just very interesting she told us she was a nurse and whatnot and then it slowly started rolling out that yeah she was just like in every single place where a celebrity might be that week you know trying to get a picture that was like her big thing she had to get a picture with them Mm -hmm. Um, but with her it was a little different she was like younger and seemed like she had a life but a lot of these these men, they were maybe paparazzi, I don't really know, but they were literally just like stalking her. Mm-hmm. And it just was just the strangest vibe. And I kept thinking to myself, like, I wonder if she knows that these guys are like following her around or like trying to get a picture of her in a low cut shirt or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, it is gross. But I don't think it's as prevalent now because it used to also be like the autograph collectors. Yeah. Um, you know, when because when you're doing a press blitz, there's so many different opportunities to get autographs. And so right, right. they would get like dozens of them signed and then sell them on eBay. And they still do that. But it's not the, as much of a seller anymore because people don't really care about autographs these days. Exactly. Yeah. I had no idea that that subculture existed. <laughs> So it was just very like eye opening. I was like, me and my friend were just looking at each other like, okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we sat down and, you know, we had to wait a little bit to have our little meet and greet. But in the meantime, we saw everybody. We saw Eric. We saw her kids. We saw her mom. And I think her mom and dad were there, right? Did you Mm -hmm. see them? Yes. And we saw, I don't know if you know who Coco is, but we saw Coco and her friend Stephanie, like her best friend. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was, was... Was Casey there? Am I remembering that correctly? I didn't see Casey, no. But I did see a couple of her other friends, like, yeah, Coco and Stephanie. Yeah, it was weird because because uh, I didn't realize everybody was going to be there. Like, it would be the same as it always was with the whole family and stuff. Yeah. And now with Eric and the kids, it was like being present for an episode of Newlyweds, but better because without Nick. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was so cool. And I have to say, like, you know how people kind of, like, diss Eric and they, like, call him her dad and, you know, like, they don't really always have nice things to say about him. Maybe they're just jealous, but... Wait, wait. You mean fans? 
Yeah, you haven't noticed that? Oh no, I haven't had that. That sucks. It does. Like on a lot of posts, they'll be like, oh, he looks like her dad or like, is that her grandpa or, you know, like just rude things like that. Oh my God. So, you know, and he's not my type, but when I saw him in person, yep, he is gorgeous. He's so attractive. He's like tall and just like, he's got this like amazing jawline and he just really is like a a stunning man. And so I was kind of surprised by that because I didn't, he just doesn't translate in pictures, I guess as well. I said the exact same thing. When I would see him with her, I was like, like you're saying, it wasn't like, oh, he's so hot or, oh, he's not yeah. hot. It was just he's a person, I guess. You right. know? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like like shockingly gorgeous or anything, right? No, it was, it was just like he's nice. fine. <laughs> yes. But when he walked in, he has something similar to her, like not as golden or whatever, but like he has an energy and a vibe about him. Yes. That was one of the first things is like my mom basically like loves all the celebrities and stuff that I'm into too. And when I was telling her about it, that was one of the first things I said was her husband is hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's true. It really is. It's true. And it's funny how, I mean, he's not necessarily like a celebrity. I mean, he is a football player, but there is really just something about these people and other celebrities as well. Like I, I met like, I used to work in the city at um, Tao. It was like a oh gosh, yes. restaurant. And so I saw a lot of celebrities. And some people really just do have like this very like regal air about them, you mm-hmm. know, even though maybe it's just because you know that they're celebrities or they're rich or something, but they just carry themselves differently. And he definitely is that kind. He just looks so amazing in person and it just is different in pictures. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that. I I was like, wow, that's go Jess. (laughs) Yes. Were you at Tao when Brittany had her birthday party there? No, no, I wasn't. But I did meet a lot of people there. I met like Prince and his wife and like Jay-Z and Beyonce together and Selma Blair. Just like tons and tons of people went there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so um, then we got to do our meet and greet and I was super, super excited and like the two hour wait of anticipation (laughs) like Mm -hmm. built up in me, you know. So you walk up onto that little stage. She is just amazing her hair is like oh it's like full of secrets it has to be <laughs> it's just like so it's like locked onto her head like a helmet and it's just so thick and like shiny and like oh my god that's the, one of the first things I noticed was her hair it was just like perfect it's gorgeous and I just froze I was so Aww. starstruck that I couldn't say anything. I didn't know what to say. She like said hello and she gave me a hug and I was just, I just blurted out, I'm wearing your pants. <laughs> Cause I was wearing Jessica Simpson style jeans. And I, oh, as soon as I said it, I was like, Oh my God, you're so dumb. I can't believe you just said that. It kind of just went so fast. And then we took a picture and at the end of it, she turned to me and she goes, God bless you. Aww. I, of course, I should have said, God bless you back. But because I was just like lockjawed, I didn't know what to say. So I was just like, thank you. (laughs) And then she said hello to my friend and gave her a hug and whatever. And then we just walked off. And I was like, oh, my God, Amanda, are you serious right now? Like, What did you just do? It was so funny. My friend was laughing at me. I don't know. And there's something about somebody saying God bless you to me because I didn't grow up um, religious or Catholic or anything like that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not like a normal greeting for me mm-hmm. or I don't know how to like respond to it. And so it was just like a little, it like threw me for a loop, you know? Right. So, uh, but that's so sweet because <laughs> no, I love that because I love that she kind of changed it up. Cause she didn't say that to me. And like, I didn't, I like, I don't know. It was just a little bit different, but the the fact that she didn't say the same thing to every person to me is really sweet. Yeah, that is actually I didn't know that because I don't know anybody else that went, but that is really sweet. Maybe she was just saying whatever she thought the person needed. <laughs> Maybe I needed a God bless you. <laughs> but I think it's I don't I don't think that you should feel weird about what you said because I think that that's probably one of the biggest compliments that you can give her is I'm wearing your jeans right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said I'm wearing your pants. Oh, right. <laughs> I hope she knew what I meant. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sure she did. Don't worry. She was probably so happy to hear that. Yeah. I Whatever I said or whatever, whatever she thought I said, I was honestly like one of the greatest moments. I was so excited from it for the next like entire week. Oh, but then, so that was that night. I went to The View the next morning to see her again. I like went to sleep, woke up at like five o'clock in the morning because we had to be down there by like seven. Mm-hmm. And got ready real quick, and I I took my um, grandmother in law with me. Aww. Yeah, she's like eighty two, and she was just thrilled to go. <laughs> and um, and we got to sit in the front row. I think because I had her with me, and they they were trying to be you know like a little bit more catering to her. Yeah. So yeah, so I got to see her for a second time. That was just really cool too. She was just gorgeous, and her in laws were in the front row too. Eric's parents. Aww. Yeah, so it was really cool. She actually called him her sexual shaman. <laughs> and then she like looked at his parents and she was like, they know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. I so mean, they're yeah, probably like, used to the way she is just blurting stuff out. So Right, right. So yeah, the whole weekend was just absolutely amazing. It was such a huge memory for me. And I felt so lucky to be able to have that. You know, not everybody who really loves a celebrity gets a second chance to experience, you know, meeting them or seeing them mm-hmm. you know like not every celebrity has staying power like she does and they can come back and you know make a comeback right so it was I just felt very lucky for the whole weekend it was awesome oh, yeah that's I miss life you know like I miss being able to go yeah. and do things like that oh, me too I mean I'm definitely grateful for the ability to virtually connect with her or connect right. with people but oh, I know I can't wait to just like go somewhere you know and have those plans again because I mean right now we probably would be doing stuff like that because she would be here doing more press absolutely it would have been like front and center at the Tamron show yeah So after you left the signing or the photo, whatever opportunity, and then you read the book, how did you feel when, I mean, I know she, she had been talking about it in interviews and stuff, but how did you feel like reading all the details of her getting sober and all of that stuff that you had also gone through? Yeah. I mean, it was just really mind blowing for me because again, like when I was going through all that stuff and I was looking at her as kind of like a role model, I just had no idea that, 
you know, she had experienced all of those things. And so when I found out, I was just like, man, this is the connection. Although she and I have had like completely opposite upbringings and lives and experiences, there is a string that connects us and this is it. Like mm-hmm. we are on the same like emotional plane, you know? Right. So it just literally made me just love her on a whole nother level than what I felt before. Just there's now layers to my fandom. <laughs> and I was I was honestly shocked. Like I, I never in a million years would think that she was somebody that would end up succumbing to alcoholism or the diet pills really shocked me. I don't know why, because I think everybody took diet pills back then. Like mm-hmm. Stacker, they sold Stacker at like gas stations. <laughs> but it did shock me. That was something that I, I never would have thought. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. I mean, like you're saying, I guess everybody did at one point, but she was on them for years. Like I think yeah. it was like just a few years ago that she stopped. Right. And because she was able to have like a doctor giving her stuff, mm-hmm. which was just very surprising. You know, you you think you know somebody or you think you have an idea of what their struggles are. And you just have absolutely no idea, you know? Yeah. There's so many details in the book that, you know, I'm not going to get into, but just the honesty and the fearlessness of like, Ugh, look, I've been no. judged for so long, I might as well just say what's actually true. Yes. Yeah, no, it takes serious courage. Like she makes it look easy, you know, because Mm -hmm. she has just this lighthearted way about her. But to like come out, especially on a public platform like that, and just expose herself Mm -hmm. is that takes like balls (laughs) yeah especially because we didn't know that she had an issue with alcoholism usually this kind of thing leaks you know exactly I mean there was like little things I will say because I obviously followed her very closely over the years Mm -hmm. so there was teeny little things I think there was like an HSN show that she did and they were saying that she appeared drunk Right, and Ellen. Well, Ellen, that was like, I feel like when everybody just kind of really knew, they were like, all right, she's definitely, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. But even before that, there was teeny little things, just like stumbling out of clubs or like whatever. But you don't peg it as like actual alcoholism, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she was, she definitely kept that a secret. And then all of the details about her marriage to Nick, Mm -hmm. I had no idea about that either. Like that was a complete and utter surprise. I mean, you know they they got a divorce but you kind of just thought they grew apart you know Mm -hmm. like I had no idea that there was like so much like jealousy and just like nastiness and Mm -hmm. yeah that whole expose was just it's really courageous Mm -hmm. away all those secrets you know yeah I was blown away by that and then also her revealing of what happened with Johnny Knoxville because oh yes oh my god totally I remember those rumors too but it wasn't just him it was it was Sean William Scott it was yeah um was the big rumor wasn't it yeah and then on when she did employee of the month too right 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 you know it was like oh she's cheating with all these guys or whatever and 
I love that she was so honest about the fact that she had an emotional affair, which I think is something that like is kind of unavoidable. I mean, yes, she could have chosen to never talk to him outside of the set or something like that. But when you're working so intensely with someone that you connect with, you can stop yourself from doing the physical stuff, which I'm glad she did because I'm sure she wouldn't have felt good about herself if she cheated on Nick. But yeah, you know, it just sounds like they really had such a true connection. And I know that she said that she changed her number when she met Eric and there's no contact with anyone, but that is someone who I really would love to see her just like address friends with like, yes. yeah, yeah, totally. But that might not be very safe for her. You never know, <laughs> you know, that's true. So it might be a might be a bad time. <laughs> right. And she did say that there was a point where, where they were both single and it didn't happen. So yeah, I would yeah. think that you know, it seems like one of those people that's just kind of sent to you in life to help you through something, but it's not supposed to be a lifelong yes. thing, you know? Yeah. Yep, I agree. I think that it was definitely some kind of an angel, but not not in the way that she thought it would be or he thought it would be. I mean, he was married too, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, he should be drinking scotch with Jessica Simpson at four o'clock in the morning either. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right and I wonder what he thinks of all this now like yeah he's probably like she's the one that got away (laughs) I mean he's like oh I I blew it I missed my chance mm -hmm. (laughs) you know they'd probably end up you're right just being good friends you know like what were we thinking (laughs) Mm -hmm. going back to what you said about you thinking oh well she would never go through what I'm going through because she's so like perfect Mm-hmm. Some of her experiences with all the guys, I mean, I haven't even dated that many different people, but like, <laughs> right? But the things that she put up with from each of them, like, I've totally been there, like, not to that extent. Yes, but totally. that was another big surprise that, you know, she had these tumultuous relationships because all we knew is that she had this perfect marriage right and then they broke up and that's like the last you knew to hear that she went through these pretty much like abusive relationships Mm -hmm. especially with John Mayer it's just like another layer you know it just adds another layer to the relatability and to Mm -hmm. the the fact that she just a person like everybody else yeah I uh, was shook by like all the different times they broke up and then she would always go back to him and you know she would talk about something insane that he did and then she'd be like but then we got back together and that's literally like I've had that relationship that's had a thousand breakups and you just can't like for whatever reason you can't quit the person and like yes completely how affected she was at the Dolly Parton thing I mean Because I would feel the same way you did. Something like that would never happen to her. Like she would just pull it together, get on stage, sing like a pro, and then get off. And the fact that she couldn't, you know, he messed with her so greatly that she just couldn't do it. Like she was like, I have to go home, you know? Right. I know. I know. The fact that she let a man affect her career at that point is Mm -hmm. something that you would have never expected like and such a big moment I know the biggest moment I mean she's like the biggest Dolly Parton fan right and this Mm -hmm. is like her moment I guess it turned out well like she says she ended up doing a duet with Dolly but I mean that just had to be like devastating Mm -hmm. 
I can't imagine, especially them saying, okay, we'll just redo it. And still she couldn't find it in herself to do it. And it hurts me. But at the same time, like you're saying, it obviously worked out because now she has a personal relationship with Dolly. And yeah, everyone's praising Dolly endlessly right now because she donated to make the vaccine and everything. I know. I just love her. She's just like (laughs) a mate. I mean, God. I love her. I'm not a country music fan, but I love her as a person. Like, she's just awesome. She definitely like an angel. Yeah, that really endeared me to her that she was so nice to Jessica and when she was really messing up and she wasn't doing any kind of diva behavior or you know saying anything like oh you know she wasted my time or blah 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 right or like this is supposed to be about me you Mm -hmm. know yeah it was just so pure and lovely and yes yes it's such a great book I mean I try to tell people all the time but they're like you're obviously obsessed with her like I'm you know it's not like (laughs) of course you love it and I'm like no it's actually a little biased but honestly like I was nowhere near the super fan that I am like before the book like I'm just really in general like so passionate I I actually had a friend ask me it was funny because he was like I get it like I knew that you were into Jessica and Ashley but like why did you pick them because you're so obsessed with like so many different artists and you're always talking about this one and that one and this one that one and I was like you know it was really because she really touched me when I met her how sweet she was and then Mm -hmm. the book just I mean I remember the next day I was sitting in a cafe it was one of those little ones in the city where there's like no space so you sit like right up against the window yes oh miss those (laughs) (laughs) yes and I was sitting there reading before an audition and I just started crying because it was the first part of the book where she's talking about playing the songs for her father oh and, my god yes oh you know like hearing god in her mind and she was on the floor and finding the strength to get up i mean i'm about to like cry just thinking about it now yeah it was just so powerful and i just realized how many similarities i had with her and then one of my yeah. good friends asked me about the book like when i was in the middle of it and i just started telling them all of these things and i was just like her story is just fascinating you know it's just totally. so it has everything and that's why it's so perfect for this Amazon deal with all these different elements to it. Oh my God. I know. I know. She's just lived like a hundred lives. Yes. I'm so excited for your average everyday person who's just clicking on Amazon. What do I watch? What do I watch? Yes. Oh, oh my God. You know? Yes. We're going to be competing with like thousands of other stands now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. She's just going to be like a household name again. I think so too. So let's get into the news because we don't really have a lot with Ashley. I mean, I, there was really nothing with Ashley this week. Um, except another brand deal, I think I saw it. Right. She is on top of those brand deals. Yeah. She's just raking it in. She has to be. Oh, she really, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she makes like a million dollars for the year, like just from sitting in her house and taking a couple pictures. I really think so. I think that's why she's doing it because why else would you do a brand deal like that and not, you know, get back into your craft or something? Mm-hmm. I feel like she's just focused on being a mom and she's like, but I still want to make some money. <laughs> yes. So why not? And I'm happy for her that she can barely lift a finger and do that. <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't, no shade. Like, I sincerely, like, that's awesome. You know, I mean, how many of us wish we could just, oh, me, you know, (laughs) I'll do a brand deal. Like, 
Applebee's, I'm available. <laughs> I'll even eat there, I swear. I know, I will. I will do that to myself. <laughs> well, yeah, so obviously it was a huge news week for Jessica. And it's funny because besides the Amazon thing, like that was more of just an online announcement. But this is mm-hmm. the first time that the podcast has been around with her like doing all these shows and there being all this news in one week and all these things popping up. And so it's funny because I now get so many messages like it was so exciting the morning that she was on Good Morning America and Regis and or not well not Regis anymore. But <laughs> you know I'm what I'm saying? Too. Yes, I know. <laughs> Kelly and Ryan. It was like I got up early. I hadn't even gotten that much sleep. I had to go to work, but I didn't have to leave until like 1030. So it was perfect. And I was like, got all ready to watch it. And I'm like, you know, reporting on it. Like anyone is paying me for this. But every like they were all they were all the fans were online. Everyone's DMing me. They're like, oh, my God, like people I've never even that have never messaged me before. That's hilarious. And I was like, I love how complete strangers are like, oh, I have to message that girl from. Yes, you guys are like the epicenter right now, <laughs> Jessica. It's great. It was so much fun, you know, especially now with how things are just so sad in the world right now and so crazy. I know. I know. And again, she's a beacon of light. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so nice to just have a morning where the only thing I'm concerned about is like okay what's Jessica gonna say you know Uh, yeah (laughs) what's she gonna give us now something good I know yes yes (laughs) and I was like so excited for the outfit and everything even though it was only neck up it didn't matter I was so excited I love how she does those outfit changes the whole entire tour she's been doing that literally every minute she's changing into some other like Dolce and Gabbana outfit or like fully dressed like head to toe hair change everything I love it I love how unapologetically obsessed with designer she is yeah, I, know. I love it <laughs> every single outfit is just like better than the last I swear mm-hmm. and not just herself birdie with the Gucci oh my god I know birdie full Gucci that was so funny I did a post a story on her mm-hmm. I used those little Gucci ghosts yes <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, she must scream when Birdie spits up or gets. Yes. Oh my God, right? <laughs> gets like grass stains on her white Gucci's. <laughs> right. It's so, it's so funny. But I mean, you can just tell how much she loves, not that she doesn't love her son, but being a mom to girls, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. So, okay, so let's talk about all these shows. Now, you were lucky enough to be in the virtual audience of the Tamron Hall show, so you got to see the whole hour of taping. Yes. So I missed the actual airing of the show, and I figured I could just easily get it on the ABC app or something, but it's syndicated, so it's not on there, and I can't get the whole episode, so I only saw a 14-minute interview. Um, but you saw the whole thing, so yes. maybe you can tell our listeners some highlights. So let me think. Um, there was a lot of highlights. It was only it was a whole hour, and of course she was just putting out shockers the entire hour, mm-hmm. um, one after the other. There was one moment actually that I don't even know. I I wonder sometimes if she plans on saying things or if she literally just shocks herself uh- <laughs> when words come out of her mouth sometimes because. They were talking about Nick. They asked her 
how she felt about um, the music video when the music video came out with him and Vanessa mm-hmm. after they had gotten divorced. And she just went on to say, like, he played the music video for me. So I got to see it sitting right next to him. And I had invited him over to my house. And I gave in to him one last time. And I don't know why I did it. It was wrong of me. Like basically saying that she slept with him again, which I think she said that in the book, but this was mm-hmm. like on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she said that she was upset because when she saw that he was moving on with Vanessa, she was like, how can you move on with somebody so soon after we broke up? Like we just got a divorce and you'll, you're already with somebody else. Like what happened to the love that you had for me the other night, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a little surprising because you don't really often hear her say that she was regretful or I guess maybe a little jealous that he moved on with Vanessa so quickly. Yeah, that definitely wasn't in the book that she didn't talk about Vanessa. I think she said she named her like once, but she didn't express how that feels or anything like that. And one of the things that Tamron said that I thought was interesting was something I've thought about a lot too, is like when you're not a celebrity and you have a breakup, it's like social media makes it a little bit more um, accessible to see what they're doing. But basically like it must be weird to be a celebrity and it's not just that someone's moved on but it's that they have their own show with this person like their wedding was on tv so visible it's like right there in your face right I mean it must be so weird for like Brad Pitt to be driving down Hollywood Boulevard and it's like there's probably a poster of Jennifer Aniston and a billboard of Angelina and like all that it's like my whole life yeah like imagine Nick and Vanessa driving in the car and hearing like I want to love you forever (laughs) like you know weird right or like what if they just have the news on in the morning and they're all just like with their kids eating breakfast and stuff and then all of a sudden it's like Jessica Simpson you know in her new memoir talking about Nick Lachey it's like oh god (laughs) I know right there with like his name and everything I know it must be so weird yeah and that must trigger people all the time oh my god there has to be like mini fights going on in the Lachey household over all of the news you know like you can only hear that for so long and so often that you're gonna eventually be like you're gonna snap (laughs) right and I mean remember there was like long time ago Jolie and I talked about that weird issue last year where like Jessica said that they sent a gift and then Vanessa was like we didn't and right I saw that when that aired and I was like oh my god what happened to her (laughs) yeah I mean Vanessa really did seem bothered by it and absolutely she was flustered yeah and it's so strange because Nick and Jessica have both said how they don't have contact they do not talk they haven't spoken in years and Mm so it's not like Vanessa has to deal with him still being friends with her or something so the fact that it was still so raw for her and she was like tweeting everybody I was like girl like yes she was answering comments about that and she was also answering comments about people saying that her daughter looks like Jessica I don't know if you remember that because she has blonde hair it's definitely a sore point for her you can tell yeah and I'm just like man you've been with him forever like he picked you for sure like he you know yeah um but maybe it's because Jessica left him so Mm -hmm. in her mind she might think like oh does he still wish that you know Mm -hmm, that it was like something that got away from him Mm -hmm. or 
I think though the way you're saying that it's just weird to have it like right in your face, I think that has a lot to do with it because they probably wouldn't even talk about her or think about her unless it was like front and center on their TV and radio, you know? Right. And how weird is it going to be to open every time they open Amazon and it's going to be like they're pushing? Oh my God. They just have to avoid all like electronics all the time. I know. I think they're going to unsubscribe from Prime for sure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So on Good Morning America, that was when she first said, that she's getting back into music, and that was the highlight for me. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen these interviews, they're all on YouTube. It was just so exciting because she kind of said it nonchalantly too. She didn't make it a thing, mm-hmm. but she was talking about Eric and how he's only known her for the most part as a fashion designer. He wasn't there during her singing career. Her uh, last album came out, well, I guess her Christmas album came out when she was with Eric, but her last album and tour of, you know, all new material was before she met him. And so he's only seen her sing on stage a a couple of times and he doesn't have that experience with her. And so she's excited to get back into all these other things that are really at the core of her heart that she can then share with him. Yes. One thing I thought was so touching was when she said, uh, she was talking about like how emotional he is or something and how dedicated. And she said, he's probably in the other room watching this and crying right now. Yes. Oh my God. That was so sweet. I love that. She's probably right too. (laughs) Yes. I, oh my God. I just love their relationship. Me too. It is just so like spiritual and connected and it is just beautiful. Yeah. So that was the main thing is that she said, I'm getting back into music. So I don't know, you guys, I'm like freaking out inside when I'm thinking about this because I'm like, is she just going to drop something like Beyonce or what? I hope she actually does it though, because she has said she's gotten, she was going to get back into music a couple times. And I know Mm -hmm. that she's been through a lot since those comments. And now she's saying like, she had a lot of emotional weight to shed before she did get back into music. Mm -hmm. And hopefully she's done that. And now she's going to be able to give it to us. I mean, that's what everybody says that in her comments on Instagram, they're like more music, more music. Yes. And how awesome is that, that you know, probably feels so good for her for people to still be saying that. Yes, yes. To still be like really interested in her voice and what she has to say. And, and yeah, especially because she's always been kind of undervalued in the music industry, you know? Yeah, I mean, I really think that especially after everything that she's been through and all of the revelations that when she puts out music this time, it's going to be like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I've been thinking the same thing. Because the songs on her audiobook are so amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're so good. Just so raw and real. I mean, like the book. Like, it makes sense that she put them on the book because that is what it is. It's like an autobiography just singing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of autobiography, I'm just like, Ashley, (laughs) it is time, girl. Yes. She really needs to let us hear her voice. (laughs) I mean, especially now because it's like there's just this resurgence of early 2000s popularity right now. Yes, absolutely. the fact that Jessica just came out with a book, I mean, I don't know if Ashley's still as rebellious as she was, but that probably made her not want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) But hopefully she'll like get over that because one thing that I did think was missing from Jessica's book 
that I think I mentioned last week is like, she didn't write that much about Ashley, which I think is very right. strange because right. it, it's not like I thought they were so insanely close or anything. And I know her book was already so long, so maybe – her publisher was like, oh, it's not that important or whatever. But I don't know. It's really weird to me that Jessica didn't say anything about Shadow. Well, if you think about it, she didn't mention a lot about Ashley. She didn't mention a lot about her mom other than like in her mom's relationship, other than the business part of it. Mm -hmm. She did talk about her dad, but there's one subject about her dad that she never talks about. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've noticed that, but... Right, she referred to the person he brought to her wedding as his friend, where she said with her mom, she was like, oh, her fiancé or whatever. Right, so she doesn't really get into him or his relationship or or Ashley so she kind of mostly just talks about herself and then tidbits how of how it relates to her family and other people but she really didn't get into the full relationship that she has with her family members mm -hmm. except for the part about her dad because that was really relevant for her music mm -hmm. um and that part of her story. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting that she chose her dad in the divorce. I mean, she chose her mom in the divorce. Right. Um, is what I mean. And she didn't have contact with her dad for a long time. So well, I'm wondering, like, if she is having a really hard... I mean, obviously, Joe is, like, a gay man, right? Or mm -hmm. he's bisexual or whatever. And she's definitely has a hard time talking about that. Like, every time people... Tamron actually asked her a little bit about that and she just kind of circled around the question and mm -hmm. didn't really want to say anything about it so I'm wondering if she chose her mom because she wasn't fully accepting of that yet you know yeah I do wonder um kind of where she leans in that area because me too she's talked equally that she was equally proud of you know when she performed during the Clinton administration at the White House and then she also performed during the Bush administration and she didn't mm -hmm. seem to be saying one way or the other that this one was better or that one was better obviously mm -hmm. she's from Texas you know so there's a very strong chance there that you know she was someone who would have supported Bush more but then she's in this yeah. liberal industry and she obviously I mean it doesn't seem like she has a problem with gay people at all um and no I'm also not saying I don't want anyone to get upset I'm not saying all Republicans have problems with gay people or anything like that it's complicated. Everyone's different and has their own mix of these yes. qualities, yes. right? Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's just interesting to me because, well, I've actually, we've never talked about this on the podcast before because I just felt like, okay, the podcast isn't about Joe, you know, it's, it's about Jessica and Ashley. Um, yeah. But my thing is like, I think maybe she is accepting of him, but I don't think that he has ever just said I am gay or I am bisexual like flat out he seems to be living openly with a man right yes <laughs> yeah. so I don't know if he's just doesn't want the spotlight like maybe he just doesn't want to have that moment where he's on some show saying it or whatever right. um, like he's come out he's just not gonna do it yeah I mean I don't know who knows but maybe that's why she didn't literally say it in her book because he hasn't said it and she feels like she has to wait even though everyone knows yeah she does say that's his story to tell like yes. that's always her line is that that's his story to tell like she doesn't want to comment Right. And I actually would be interested to hear that story because 100%. I, I'm curious, like, was he always 
gay and he was like you know it sounds like it because remember in her book Jessica said that he told her I wish I had the strength to do what you did and and just leave well you remember Nick saying um the best thing about being divorced is that I don't have to play grab ass under the table with Joe during holidays you remember that (laughs) that That was a long time ago that is rude I (laughs) I don't know but um but that's one thing that because she chose her mom obviously in the divorce that makes me curious that whole aspect of the relationship and how she feels about that and you know I feel like it's just a very it's a blackout you know that's like Mm -hmm. one place we never go (laughs) yeah and it kind of makes sense I mean it's still weird but like if he's always just been attracted to men and stuff that he would be more, I mean, kind of like Jessica blurting out, like when he was talking about her double D's and stuff. Right. Because like, not only does he not look at her in a sexual way because he's her father, but he also isn't attracted to women. So So, I was thinking the same thing. Totally. I think that's a fact actually. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm really curious too because I remember when um, Caitlyn Jenner decided to transition that then the Kardashians, of course, they had to do a television special about it, right? And, um, <laughs> and they were all kind of sharing their stories, like that Kim had found some wigs and women's clothing, and Chris had noticed some things over the years, and I just wonder if Jessica has those stories or if there were little things over the years where she was like, oh, you know, that's interesting. There just had to be clues along the way. I mean. But she also said that Tina was blindsided, which is really, that makes me think, oh, he must be bisexual because having an intimate relationship with someone who's just 100% closeted, I mean, you would have to not be blindsided by that. So yeah, maybe he was fully in it with her for a while and then just needed to explore this other side. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would love a timeline on that, to be honest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love a year by year timeline on that transition. <laughs> yes. um, but I think that he like he had a realization over the years, you know, mm-hmm. I bet he always had like interests in men here and there. But you know, he was a preacher too. So like out of a preacher's family. So mm-hmm. like, how hard is that to grow up like that and come out of that family with these like feelings about men, like you have to just like stuff that down, you know? Right. I have heard just reading other things about people that, you know, were heavily involved in the church growing up. And they it's not that they knew deep down that they were gay. It's like they truly convince themselves like I am not gay right and this is not me and then it was just like so buried so that also could have been the situation with him too I mean there's it's so complicated it is and I hope one day just for their family's sake it just becomes a non-issue and they Mm -hmm. can just come out and be you know like I'm a gay man I'm living as a gay man I'm happy about it and Jessica be like I love my dad and I love his boyfriend and we're all you know we're all cool now Mm -hmm. because that is just such a like a non-talked about part of the whole relationship but it's a really important one you know Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a really big aspect of the Simpson family it is and I'm just so curious about like when I was reading Jessica's book even though she didn't talk that much about Ashley I was just like 
anytime she would reference something where I knew Ashley was there, I was like, what does Ashley think about this? Yeah. I just want to know her side of the story. Because also, it's weird that Jessica never in like a Dateline interview or something serious that no one like brought this up and was like, Jessica, how did you feel when your sister literally played you in a video? And like, right, right. Oh my God, the shadow. I know, totally. Why does no one ask her about that? Like that must have been so weird, especially because- another Simpson black hole. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm like, oh my God, I want to interview them. But yes. also I probably would like be told that you can't ask about all these things or whatever, but- which is fine if they just yeah. want to come on here and talk about like their favorite color and like that's fine. I <laughs> I welcome that too. So during the Tamron show, um, you know, Derek was on it too. We were messaging each other back and forth, and I said to him, you know, they always ask her the same questions, and he was like, I don't know what you mean, and I'm like, well, you know, if I was interviewing her, I would ask her very obscure questions. I have so many, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> And they always ask her the same thing, the drinking, the John Mayer, the Nick, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking the same thing. Like there's so many questions that you could ask that would just be so interesting and, mm -hmm. and nobody asks them, you know, so maybe they just say no or who knows. I mean, I guess I would have a few questions, but like they would be so specific, but I'm like done with the Nick stuff. Like I get it, you know? I know, totally. We read it. We know it. We were there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I just want the Joe story. I want Ashley. I want to know. Yes. What, like what happened with Ashley's divorce and stuff? Like I'm so curious about her whole life. Yeah. Where's Ashley's book? We need these follow-up books now. That's what we need. <laughs> I know. And honestly, like, I don't really want them to do this because it would just be so exploitative, but they could have their own family reality show with all of them. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? With all of them, like the Brady Bunch with Tina and her husband and Ashley and her husband and Joe and his husband. <laughs> like, right. Like, how does it all work? And like Diana Ross is yes! somehow got involved. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Pete Wentz. Hello. <laughs> There's just so much. It's so much more interesting than the Kardashians because like they were always Hollywood people and like their dad was involved with the OJ Simpson trial and they were always rich and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like Jessica and Ashley and Joe and Tina, like they came from this completely normal preacher's daughter existence in Texas and somehow had the balls to like move to Hollywood. Like just go for it. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is amazing. Yes, it really is amazing. They all have their own amazing stories and we need this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we need this. So if anybody's listening, please, we need a Simpson reality mm -hmm. show, The Simpsons Part 2. <laughs> yes. And Joe, if you're listening, Joe knows about us. So if you're listening, yes. Joe, we support you and whatever you decide to do, if you want to tell everybody your story, if you don't, whatever. But if you do, please come on the podcast because yes, we will we want let you talk about whatever you want forever. And um, I mean, I feel bad for Tina that she was blindsided, but it is really brave of him that he finally was able to like live yeah. how he felt was the way that he wanted to live. So right. And let um, Jessica write about it a little bit, mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit, but we need more. <laughs> okay, so should we get to the episode? Yes, I actually took notes so I don't forget anything. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, we always take tons of notes. And then actually I noticed that this episode, I have the most fashion notes that I've ever had because there's oh just so gosh. much. This is one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode because the fashion is just like out of control. There's an outfit 
change every minute. There's so much. So this aired on February 18th, 2004. And this was when the Newlyweds Press started slowing down a little bit. But Ashley did, the day before this aired, she went to the premiere of the iconic movie Eurotrip. Do you remember that movie? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Yes. Who did you go with? Her boyfriend, Tyler Hoechlin. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Uh, I guess that was a short-lived relationship because then she was with Josh. I I think maybe her and Josh were on and off because she was definitely with Josh in 2003. And then she dated this guy, Tyler. Then she was with Josh on the beginning of Ashley Simpson show. And then she was with Ryan. So, like, Ashley girl, (laughs) she wasn't like Jessica. She was like, I am – playing the field here yeah I don't remember Tyler for some reason I had no idea until we started doing this podcast that that happened so I have to google him okay so then we have this episode which is just so much happening but the opening of this episode is one of my favorite openings on newlyweds uh yes right away (laughs) laughs immediately (laughs) it's just so great Jessica and Casey are walking through a hotel lobby and Jessica just falls down for no reason like trips over her own foot or something Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the great part about it is not even the fall I mean the fall is funny but then she makes reaction yeah she makes this like groaning (laughs) baby noise it's so funny funniest part she's like oh (laughs) (laughs) well you can just tell how tired she is Yes. You know, where she's just like, I can't get up. Right. Like, I can't even, I'm just so upset. I can't even say anything. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of those openings where they just kind of use something that doesn't have anything to do with the episode, just a funny clip. And that one's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. So it's called a duet because they are trying to pick out a song for Nick and Jessica to do. And the next part is her and Casey are at. Teresa LaBarbera White's apartment. They're listening to all these CDs to try to find some good songs. And Jessica says that could possibly be on a duet album, not song. Right. Album, which obviously did not happen, but I have said probably a million times how much I wish Nick and Jessica had done an album together. Me too, because that was like the best part of them. They're singing together. Oh, yes. I mean, that's my favorite part of Newlyweds. I say it all the time Mm -hmm. when they're working together. It's like, that's when I'm like, oh, I get it. I get this couple. Okay. Yeah. And when they're singing, they're just like magical together. Their voices just sound so perfect and and you just really get them. They really do. And one of my favorite parts of her book, I talked about it in the Valentine's episode, was when she couldn't bring herself to record a duet with John Mayer. Right. Because she felt like that was her thing with Nick. And that, oh, I don't really get, I mean, there's a lot of people that DM me and they still are like, they should have stayed together. Like, I love newlyweds. Or they'll reply to like a picture of the two of them and they'll be like, oh my God, with tears and stuff. And I'm like, no, like. No. (laughs) So I don't get like that with them. But when I read that, I did get like a little pang in my heart where I was like, oh, you know, like they did really love each other in some ways, you know. Well, it just shows you that that was really a part of her soul. And, you know, she put that into her music. And so she didn't have that soulful connection with John Mayer, right? Mm -hmm. It was just like a kind of needy, like... 
toxic, weird. Tox- yeah. So, of course, she's not going to be able to sing with him because it wasn't true love. <laughs> yeah. And she's not someone that just, like, does something for whatever reason. She really needs to feel it and have a connection like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That was beautiful to read about. Anyway, there's some funny moments in here where she's listening to a song where the guy is singing, I want to make it with you. Yep. And Jessica <laughs> says, she goes, I want to bake it with you bread (laughs) yes because the song is by bread (laughs) oh I didn't know that yes the song is by bread and um Casey is like do you know or no Teresa's like do you know bread and she's like no and then the (laughs) song goes on and she's like oh I want to bake it with you bread and Casey's like oh my god (laughs) so funny (laughs) Then she talks about how she mixes up Billy Joel and Billy Idol, who just like couldn't be more different. Yes. (laughs) Not the same. And of course, they end up choosing Take My Breath Away, which Nick was eventually removed. Um, Thank God. God. (laughs) He sounds terrible on that. Honestly, yeah. When they performed it on Oprah, he was having an off day. Like, I like Nick as a singer, but... I don't that know. That song is not for his voice. His range is not included in that song. I agree. You know, it just goes to show that you can't just sing anything. Like, it has to really work. Yeah, it has to be in your vocal range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> and that just shows again, like, of course, there was a song picked that Jessica sounds amazing on, and right. he's kind of <laughs> just there. Yes, just going along. (laughs) Yeah, but I actually asked Derek about this because he's like an encyclopedia to Jessica. And I was like, do you know why? I mean, I know we make lots of jokes, but do you know why he was ultimately removed? Because they made a thing of it in this episode. It is the duet, you know? Yeah. He said that he thinks that it's because she signed a contract to do her reality tour after the duet was recorded and that... There might have been something weird with, like, if she's not going to perform it on stage with Nick every night, then it shouldn't be marketed as a duet, I guess. Oh, Joe. Joe. So, (laughs) well, yeah, what we ended up saying was, like, as much as I always say, oh, I wish they did more songs together, they should have done an album, I think probably one of the smartest things Joe did was establishing her as herself. Like, she's on Newlyweds with him, and that's great, but... It's not like everything is something they do together. They're not always together. She has her own interviews, her own projects. And yeah, 100%. Joe is a mastermind and he is highly unappreciated as like a legendary manager. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was so smart of him to to keep her separate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm I guess in that way I'm I'm happy that it it didn't happen. So then Nick and Drew are meeting to eat at the sagebrush cantina which whenever they go places i look them up and they're usually gone but this place is still there so is it like a like an arby's or something (laughs) no it's like a mexican place in la or in calabasas oh so yeah congrats uh to that restaurant on still existing (laughs) (laughs) even the music at this part is boring it's like i know I know. I mean, this is probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened with Nick's storyline is that him and Drew are wearing the exact same outfit. (laughs) Yes. They're both wearing an orange hat, gray long sleeve shirt, black pants with a white stripe up the side of the leg. Right. (laughs) 
they planned it. I feel like they had to plan it because they were like, dude, you are so boring. Like, you need to do something. Go home and get dressed the same. <laughs> That's funny because I was just going to ask you, do you think that that was planned? I don't know. Maybe they're just on the same level that they would do something like that. I know I've dressed the same as, like, my best friends before <laughs> going out. So yeah. maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> they are that close that I guess it could just naturally happen if it did naturally happen that's so funny yeah totally <laughs> and then did you notice I think one of them took their their outside shirt off so that they didn't look exactly yes <laughs> I think Nick took his like outside shirt off mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like let me just distance myself from this a little bit a little bit so they're in the restaurant and they're talking about the duets And Drew suggests Endless Love, which Nick says, well, that's exactly what we're trying to avoid, that hokiness. But I actually think that that would have been probably cool. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like at the time, like with the 80s coming back, like right now the 2000s are coming back, but in the 2000s, Mm -hmm. the 80s were coming back. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been funny if they did like an over-the-top video with like crazy 80s costumes and oh my god that would have been amazing yeah I mean why not have fun with it but whatever the product of it was still obviously we got the cover of Jessica doing take my breath away which actually is is another like cheesy 80s song so I don't know why endless love would be so much more cheesy I know totally and then there's this interview which is a very rare sit down interview with them in the middle of the show um where they're all done up it's different in the past in season one they would just be kind of like no makeup hanging out but this is a little bit more they clearly were told like you're doing an interview so (laughs) we've done a duet a couple years ago and so we knew we enjoyed singing together and i think the opportunity to sing together is something we usually jump at next couple weeks are very hectic, very crazy, very busy. We have 18 different shows to do in December, and then the rest is just going around promoting our records, doing the fun crap work. And it's kind of like, I always say I wish they did a tour together, and this is a tour, but it's more like it's just radio stations, it's yeah. special holiday concerts. It's not like a ticketed Nick and Jessica event. Right. Like, I don't even remember hearing about this. No, I feel like I would have wanted to go. Like, I would have been begging my mom to take me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like I definitely would have known that they were, like, on tour together, but it wasn't really marketed a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, that's probably Joe just wanting to downplay the the couple thing. and Right, right. You He's know, like, right, if you have to, go ahead, but I'm, I'm not involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thought that was what was interesting about this tour is that the parents weren't around. No, not at all. They were alone in the hotel with Casey and um, somebody else, I think. Yeah, and Jessica also didn't have hair and makeup. Ken wasn't there. No, she was doing her own makeup. Yeah, and for something taking place after the show had premiered and they had exploded the way they did, I'm surprised it was such a low-rent kind of production. I mean, they had some limos and stuff, but I bet you that that was just provided by whoever booked them, you know? So now that we say that, it makes me think that this might have been more of a Nick manager thing. Oh. A Jessica team thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because Nick's team is like low budget, low key, no marketing. Mm-hmm. And when it's her team, it's like we have the fancy studios, we have hair and makeup, we have my whole cast of characters with us. 
So right. I wonder if this particular tour wasn't like she was going along with Nick. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, definitely a possibility. So Nick knocks on the door. They're in a hotel somewhere and Casey accidentally whacks him in the face with it. <laughs> yes, which this part kind of annoys me because I went to FIT for interior design. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that all doors open out because you have to be able to run out if there's like a fire or something. Oh, so he's like, what kind of door opens out? And I'm thinking in my head, like all of them <laughs> <laughs> in like a public space, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's both. Like, I feel like I've definitely experienced both. Yeah. But of course, like he has to say something to make himself look less dumb. Like he has yeah. to defend himself. And it's like, it's okay, Nick. Like things happen. You don't look <laughs> dumb. It's just a door totally yeah he's always having to make himself look cool yeah he's like it's the door's fault you know right, like, right. <laughs> so then he goes into the bathroom where jessica is and he's asks her if she's ready for the radio thing and she starts complaining and they show her complaining a lot in this episode they do which i feel like if you're again like i've said before if you followed me 24 7 and you only showed like me being negative then everybody would be like oh she's such a bitch like she's so negative yeah and meanwhile like other times i'm like oh my god this is great i'm so excited but like we all have those moments where we're like Ugh. absolutely you know yes they do show her complaining a ton in this episode because she says she has PMS when he's like are you ready to go and she's like oh radio's so annoying yeah (laughs) and then ever since that moment then it's just her complaining all the time right yeah she says she's sick of it and I'm sure they were asking her stupid questions because it was just a couple months after the show premiered so this is the peak time of isn't Jessica so stupid Right, exactly. So that, I mean, of course you would be annoyed if everyone's, first of all, it's so annoying to me how like everyone treated Nick like a genius by default, which is not the case. Right, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like I hate how he was always the one when they would do skits and stuff. He was always the one that was like, come on, babe, you know. It's actually this. It's like. Yeah. They just play that up so much, but he's like really not a genius. He just got lucky that he got that part. He got cast like that. (laughs) Exactly. So Jessica and Casey are walking away and Nick is like out the door. He yells, love you, baby. And Jessica says nothing, which (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if that's just editing and he didn't even like he yelled something out the door and she didn't respond. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like they cut her voice out at that moment just to enhance the fact that she's PMSing, right? (laughs) They've done that before, too, where, like, they'll be on the phone and he's like, okay, love you. And then they just show her hanging up. Yeah, yeah. Which, what is their narrative there that, like, she doesn't love him or she's just rude? I don't know. She's, yeah, she's just rude and PMSing and being a bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And Casey asks, are you excited? And Jessica's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm just PMSing right now. Yeah. And then she's like, and I hope it's this and I hope it's that. And like, just complaining. Mm -hmm. So then they go to the mall for a performance. They're in Kansas City. And Jessica is like, well, I didn't warm up. So I hope I sound good. And I hope I remember all the words. Yeah. Which, like, I cannot believe that she didn't warm up. As a singer, I don't... I mean, she must have really been in a bad feeling so gross, like, with her period and stuff. Because, like, I've totally been there, too, where I'm just, like, I'm not... I'm doing the bare minimum. I cannot move. Is that, like, a a no-no, not warming up? 
well, before you go on. Yes, because you can damage your voice. I mean, it's it's definitely mm. Ashley would have benefited from. <laughs> <things like this. laughs> you also don't sound as good. It's like you kind of have to get the kinks out. But she also, I mean, with you is definitely not an easy song to sing. But it's not her. It's not like she didn't warm up before. Like I want to love you forever. Right. It's like out of the question. You can't do that. But yeah, I just can't believe that she didn't warm up at all because I mean, she's also like a much better singer than I am. But I would just be so scared that my voice was going to crack because usually like you get out the cracks and the kinks when you're warming up. So then when you're yeah. actually singing, it's a no brainer. Like stretching before you work out or something. It, yeah, exactly the same thing. So then she goes and has this awesome signing and little concert where she's performing in this beautiful pool area in the middle of the mall, which I've never seen yeah. like, a pool like that in the middle that of a mall. That was so cool. Yeah. It was beautiful. And um, there's so many fans there and she sings with you and um, she's doing a signing with her headshots and there's this like adorable little boy that comes up to her and it just seemed like such a good event. And by the way, if anyone out there, if you were there or if you saw any of these shows on the tour or you saw them during this time, please DM me. Yes. That would be interesting to see pictures or something. Yes. I mean, there were so, I'm sure there were, I mean, obviously there were so many thousands of people. So there has to be someone still hanging in there. <laughs> there has to be. <laughs> Where are you? Yes. So then Jessica's in a better mood because it was such a good event. And she says, that was awesome. That makes me not complain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she says that she's nauseous. Right. <laughs> Which again could be the editing. You know, before I started listening to this podcast, I never realized how much editing there was in this show or probably other shows that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like all of the times when you said they just like dropped in phrases or something. I never, I didn't know that they do that. Yes, this episode is heavy with that. So I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't realize it until I started watching the Girls Next Door commentaries. Mm. They did. It's so interesting. If you love that show or you were interested in that, get those DVDs because Holly, Bridget, and Kendra did a commentary on every single episode of that show. Cool. That would be so cool. It really is, especially because the last season they did is they all broke up with him by that time that they're doing the commentary. So there's definitely some shade and like some Uh interesting comments there. And it's funny because people don't really talk about it, but there were things in that show I didn't notice. And Bridget would just be like, they would literally make it look like she was doing a dirty look at Holly or something. And it was like from a different day or something. Oh, wow. Just to create drama. Yeah. Like if she was sitting at her vanity doing her makeup, like obviously that's something she did often. So like Holly would walk into the room and say something and then they would pick something from a different day of Bridget giving a dirty look to like, you know, if her cat made a weird noise or something. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That would make me so upset if I was them watching it back. Like really? Yeah. There's a big episode of the show where they're doing a Playboy photo photo shoot and Bridget has to leave early because she goes to she's going to college and she can't miss her final and Kendra and Holly continue shooting without her and this really hurts her feelings because she's like well I don't want there to be like three pictures of all three of us and then an additional photo of them and then nothing of me because it was her dream to be in Playboy and all this stuff so then they have this scene where it's half knocking on her door going into her room and they're like petting the cat they're just kind of like chatting it's obviously just like a normal day where nothing happened and they're just hanging out with their cat and talking like any other 
couple would be hanging out. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they're not saying the words that you're hearing. It's a voiceover and they're having a conversation and Hef is what? like, oh, sweetie, what's wrong? And Bridget's like explaining to him what happened. And he says, okay, we're not going to put those pictures in. We're going to redo it and we're going to have all three of you do it because I don't want you to be upset. And it's this really sweet scene. And I never noticed that like this did not happen. Weird. It's their voices. So I guess they called them in and they were like, we need a resolution to this. Yeah, that's so bizarre. What were they really talking about? Like the same subject, just differently? Or I don't I don't think they were talking about it at all. I think it was a completely random day where they just, just they needed weird. like footage of him going in specifically to talk to her and not like the whole group or whatever yeah to like resolve that part of the show yeah so that really opened my eyes and there's a scene we'll get to it in a few minutes in this episode where they do the exact same thing with Nick and Jessica as they did in what I just said happened on Girls oh. Next Door oh I wonder which part it's so weird I just I get it because they're trying to tell a story, but it's interesting because I always thought about this show as being one of the most real reality shows. And in some ways it is, but then in other ways it completely wasn't. And I just think, I wonder like how much else was fake because Jessica doesn't reveal in her book, like what we're talking about, but I know for it for a fact, because you can just see it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like partially through season two, they started to, change things up like season one I feel like was really pretty real Mm -hmm. but I feel like halfway through season two and then definitely during season three you can see it in the end it just starts to become like a reality show from today where it's a little more scripted and you know right exactly change things well I think that I've seen this on so many reality shows I just and that's actually one of the reasons why I love Girls Next Door because even though they had the same fake moments that show was kind of like the same almost the whole time because yeah, they yeah. were like stuck in that mansion and it was like nothing even really, <laughs> yes. like you know I mean it's so that's why I wanted to do a podcast about it because that's another thing that is just so complicated. It's like boring daily life about people that are not boring right? Oh, right it's like so gross but then also I'm like oh they're like so cute and <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, it's like so Absolutely. weird. But anyway, yeah, in in reality shows all the time, I noticed that in the second season, it's just so fake because they realize what works and they're like, let's just keep doing this. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. They, they know what people want to see. And so they're like more of that. Mm-hmm. So then they're staying at the fabulous Hotel Zaza again, the the place where Jessica always stays in Dallas. Love that name. <laughs> Zaza. It reminds me of Gaga, you know? Yes. So Jessica and her friend, that's Stephanie, right? That's Stephanie, yeah. And mm-hmm. she's super active on Instagram with me. She, like, comments on pictures. She points out, like, if she's in a picture that I post, she'll, Aww. like, DM me. That there's a um, clip of Jessica singing when she was a child, singing in the church mm-hmm. that I've been posting every Sunday now. It's like my Sunday outro. And Stephanie is in the picture in the background as a little girl. And so she like DM'd me and she's like, that's me back there. <laughs> Aw, that's so cute that she's not like antisocial with fans, you know? No, she's very like active on Instagram and, you know, obviously in Jessica's life. So it's kind of cool. So yeah, she's staying at the hotel again and she's in the room with Stephanie and they're surprised because the room puts this book in there about the Kama Sutra, which is, you know, all about these very like interesting sex positions and 
different yeah. things you can do to spice up your love life. But I think isn't Kama Sutra like not religion, but it's some like ancient practice, right? It's definitely, I want to say like a Hindu okay. um, tradition. And it is all about like sexual positions, but it's more like a yoga type of thing where you're getting into these positions and doing this to reach like a spiritual, you know, Mm -hmm. a spiritual moment. So yeah, Um, (laughs) they're like completely ridiculous. There's like, you know, the guy's like hanging off the ceiling and right. It's like, how do you hold (laughs) that? Yeah. And yeah, Jessica's obviously like confused and just like what is this and um I do think it's funny that they left it in the room like it's the bible you know right I know totally it's actually funny like maybe Jessica was looking for the bible because you know she's Jessica and they found that she was like what this is not the bible (laughs) no um and then Stephanie brings up the eight hour tantric sex that Sting apparently has which at this time that was like a big news story because he talked about how with his wife Trudy that they have sex for eight hours right I remember that yeah Yeah. and it was like shocking like people were so surprised by that and Jessica's like "Mm, they do it for eight hours because I don't really think I would want to do that yeah yeah. she says it's so funny too she's like I don't know about that I I just can't get over this book that's in our rooms I know, I started looking at it, I was like, I maybe I should. <laughs> I mean, there's like the weirdest positions ever in here. Like, well, I don't like that. That uh-huh. scares me. <laughs> like, it would like break your back. How impressive is the girl on top of them? Did you see her? Compl- yeah, like contorted. Was this the kind of people that do the tantric sex in like eight hours? Mm-hmm. Sting, is, Sting mm-hmm. does that? Sting the singer? Yeah. Mm. They can last for that long. You have to like train yourself. Oh. Why? They have sex for eight hours. Yeah, you could tell that she was like, oh my god, like, I I hope Nick doesn't find out about this, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But now she says that Eric's her sexual shaman, so... Right, so she was just missing out, that's all. (laughs) Yeah, who knows, maybe she has the Kama Sutra book in her own bedroom now. Now. (laughs) Now, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, then they are going to the event, they get into this big Hummer limo, which is very tricked out, and like, very fancy. It's hilarious, it has like neon lights. (laughs) back (laughs) yeah and it's so up high that jessica needs help getting in and nick just like grabs her ass and pushes her and i'm just like okay (laughs) he does that a lot this episode i don't know if you noticed that but he picks her up a lot like probably three or four times i mean he just like throws her around like a rag doll yes exactly (laughs) so then they're in the car i thought this scene was really interesting actually because jessica tells nick that her album went up 30 percent, and he doesn't seem like jealous but he also doesn't act like super excited or or super Mm -hmm. supportive especially considering the fact that like jessica's album had tanked like his Mm -hmm. you know initially and the fact that it was growing like that's a big deal my album went up 30 percent it did it's awesome baby yeah 30 percent is a lot too yeah i mean i understand like it must have i can't imagine how much it must have hurt for him to have an album out that's i mean it's not even that his album like i say jessica's tanked but it it was nowhere near as bad as his i mean yeah his really like did nothing so well so i actually wrote about this in my notes but so he's always you know people are always saying how like it must have been hard for him to like just watch her like blow up and you know he's still working and doing the same thing however when they were first together in like 1990 
1999 or 2000 or whatever, that's a time when Jessica was like struggling to come out and she was like opening for him and people were like throwing stuff at her, you know? She said that girls would like call her names and like throw stuff at her when she got up on stage because they knew that she was dating Nick and they were jealous or whatever. They just weren't accepting. So she already went through that whole period where she's the smaller star and and she's the one getting the crap and he's like this big star Mm -hmm. and she just did it gracefully you know she barely ever mentions it like here and there a little bit that's a great point actually yeah but now you know that it happened publicly on television with him it's like oh poor Nick like he must feel so bad but like no you already had your moment to shine and she stood back and you know like played second fiddle and now it's your turn Mm -hmm. (laughs) and honestly I feel like when you love someone truly it's like it sucks yes that you aren't experiencing your own success but like to see the person that you love excel and succeed it makes you feel so happy like your heart just explodes for them you know he should just want to follow her around and (laughs) go to the concerts just like she did you know Mm -hmm. and and support her yeah and instead he just doesn't do that (sighs) nicholas (sighs) scott oh please yeah (laughs) any women out there if your man is downplaying your success leave Mm -hmm. him Mm-hmm. immediately now we support you here we'll we'll help you get through it um <laughs> uh, so yeah then this was really interesting jessica asks if he wants to do the duet and he's like defensive about it which i'm not blaming him but they just don't show what happened because he says it's not that i don't want to do it it's that i don't want to do what they're talking about like something along those lines mm-hmm. and jessica argues she's like well I, yeah but i still think it could be amazing Maybe we should do the duet. You want to do it? It's not that I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I'm not going to do it for what they're talking about. No, I just still think it'd be fun. And if we can make it good, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to know, what is he talking about? Is this why he was eventually removed? Did they want them to do something that they didn't want to do? Or did they push a song that Nick hated or something like that? Because obviously there was something... Yeah, it could have been money too. Like maybe she just wanted to do it because she's excited to do something with him and, you know, she loves him. And maybe he really was wanting to make more money off of it and it wasn't like satisfactory to him. That's another good point. I'm one of those people that I just genuinely like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so, you know, whatever, but I just don't care about money. And so I'm like constantly surprised when something happens and then someone is like they reveal like how much they care about money because like they wouldn't do this thing that would have been really great or whatever because it wasn't like the ideal and I totally understand like yes fight for what you deserve get that money like I love it but Mm -hmm. um there are some weird showbiz things like that that happen and because he is so weird about money I think that's you know kind of a decent guess yeah I I feel like it's not something that he would do because it's from his heart you know Mm -hmm. I feel like he's more of a person that wants to like you know show me the money (laughs) yeah well in general I kind of wonder because I've never listened to solo or um what's left of me but he doesn't seem to be like a true artist he's like a singer well I listened to what's left of me and to be honest it's a good album it okay. really is. It's interesting. It has a lot of tidbits in it. So you should definitely tr- give it a try. Oh, gosh. 
So I feel like that album in particular was from his heart, but I feel like most of his career has just been to be famous and to make money. Like those were the objectives, you know? That's why I thought, even though I didn't listen to it, I thought it was a good idea when I heard that he was doing the covers album because I was like, that's perfect, you know? Like yeah. he has this nice voice. He doesn't have to work that hard. He can just sing yes. these classics. and Yep, exactly, and get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like the perfect wedding singer, you know? Oh my God, totally. (laughs) Yes. Doesn't have to think about it too much. Does the hits. (laughs) Yeah, and all the like grandmas would be like sitting on his lap and like. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) serenading those grandmas. (laughs) Yes. So then Jessica brings up Chuck Norris, which is so funny because he was her acting teacher, but she doesn't say that in this episode. She says it in her book. Right. That is so funny. Like, who wouldn't say, oh, by the way, he made me tape my eyebrows down. (laughs) I know. Like, hey, do I have a story for you guys? Right. I mean, I guess everyone in that limo maybe knew that story already, but, or they just cut it out, but, um, well, she acted like she didn't know who he was. (laughs) Right. That was weird, right? Because she's She's like, oh, is that like, um, like, no, you know who he is. (laughs) Well, I thought it was funny, even though Nick was mean as usual, but she goes, um, she asks if he was a CIA agent, and Nick goes, no, it's not Walker, Texas, CIA agent. Oh, my God. I know. Come on, Nick. Okay. Oh, Nick. There's many different Chuck Norrises. <laughs> but I'm surprised he didn't say, like, duh, Jessica, you know him. Yeah. So that was weird. It was weird. I wonder if he does know that. Maybe she never told him. Maybe. Oh, is this where Chuck Norris performed? I mean, Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah, he did concerts here all the time. <laughs> well, was, wasn't he like a CIA agent or something? Was it called Walker, CIA agent? <laughs> called Walker, Texas Ranger. Why do I feel like I've seen him in a karate outfit? Yes, he does. He does. That's not the Texas Ranger uniform. So yeah, Jessica seems more excited for this show and she's in a better mood. Nick's like, are you ready? And she's like, ready, as opposed to yeah. the other one where she was like very annoyed. So then we have this scene where Jessica's taking her shoes off because her feet hurt and they're sweating. And and we've all had that moment where we put on some cute shoes and then... Yes, they're just like suffocating. (laughs) Those pointy shoes too, the way that they like squeeze your foot. Oh my God, I know. Those were, oh my God, that was a crazy time for footwear. (laughs) I would be really upset if I had to perform in those like and Mm -hmm. make sure I didn't fall down. Right? I don't know how she walks on some of the shoes she does, though. It's like a real gift. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Especially some of the higher, like, platform heels that she wears. Oh, my God. I know. I would literally be falling forward, like, all the time. (laughs) So then she says that her pedicure's ruined. These shoes make my feet wet. No, I feel like I should put napkins in my shoes. Is that weird? My pedicure! (gasps) Freaking A, I spent 50 bucks on that thing today. Son of a bitch. That's bullshit. No, but how did it that do it? Is bull poop. No, we're going tomorrow morning. $50 That's in my ass. And it's really cute because Nick says, oh, that's bullshit. And Jessica says, it is bull poop. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so cute that she won't curse because she cursed before. Yeah. I know. Sometimes she does, but then sometimes she's very, like, wholesome about it. And she's like, poop. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think maybe sometimes she has those disciplined, she's like, okay, for the next week, I'm not going to curse, you know? Right. Like the oh my god thing. Oh, that is so <laughs> funny. Like, I'm not going to say God, 
unless I'm praying. <laughs> yes, it's so funny because I remember when I was in the Girl Scouts when I was really young, I said, oh my God. And my Girl Scout troop leader was like, please don't say that. And I was like, yes. why? And she was like, because it's disrespectful. And I didn't know that. And so I think maybe obviously Jessica coming from her background, she was probably taught the same thing. Although Joe and Tina definitely curse and say, you know, whatever, but. Right. Yeah. I just love that kind of reference to her upbringing and how polite she is. and Yes, and then sometimes she just like reels it in. <laughs> yeah. So then they, uh, they're they walking to the stage and there's this poster of them that has like a pencil drawing. And they're, they're like commenting on how weird they look. They do look very weird. <laughs> I do. Yeah, Jessica comments like, she's like, look at my boob. It's so high up and pushed back. And it is. It's like the way that they did it. It looks like it's almost under her armpit. Yeah, they like had to draw her squished boob in there. <laughs> I know, like just don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely look a little interesting in that. And i um, not sure why they didn't just use the picture. But anyway, Nick offers to carry Jessica out to the stage because she's in so much pain. And when the way yes. he picks her up is so funny because then she's like, this is his way of carrying me. Like It is. It's totally his way of carrying her too. <laughs> over his shoulder. Yes, like a caveman. <laughs> yes. And she's just hanging there. <laughs> yes, just waving. Hi. <laughs> yeah. And then someone else, that it's a man's voice. I, I don't think it's Joe, but someone else is like, oh, well, that's so romantic, you know? Oh, I didn't hear that, did he? Oh. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, then the uh, next stop is Providence. Nick is ironing, shirtless, and Jessica asks where they are. And uh, they're in Providence. and <laughs> Which is hilarious. I know. know. <laughs> that's a common pop star thing, I feel like. Like, I know for a fact that Britney has gotten her city wrong. Oh, is that right? You just don't know where you are anymore? You're, like, flying everywhere? <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, you know how when you go see a concert and they're like, Hello, Dallas. Britney has said the wrong city. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, when you're doing, like, a world tour, it's just, like... Right. You know? It has to get kind of blurry after like a few cities and states right. <laughs> or countries. So I, I think it's, again, this is like very kind of humbling because they're in, they're just in a double tree, which like, I love me a good double tree with those cookies and mm -hmm. for two big stars, it's very, you know, they're alone in the room with these camera guys. Like there's no, yep. usually there's so many people around them, you know? Right. Well, so during this episode, was it already... At the point where, like, she had, like, an entire crew following her around all the time? I can't remember. Or was it still, like, sort of not there yet? I don't know. I mean, I feel like at least I would expect Ken to be there. I feel like after dessert, it all kind of picked up where she got... Her entourage. Her entourage, exactly. So Jessica complains that she's so sick of doing her makeup, she's so sick of trying to look good, and she's so sick of planes, and da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. So then this is the conversation that did not happen. So if you look back, you guys want to go watch it, you will notice that you do not see their mouths moving ever. They only show them talking when their head is away from the camera or looking down or whatever. And Nick puts on a shirt and he says, how does this look? Is this too cheesy or whatever? Mm -hmm. Jessica, they just show her giving him a look. Like she's just looking over at him. It's not even like a shady look really. I mean, she doesn't look thrilled, but like it's just yeah. a normal moment. And she goes, baby, give it a rest. Then yeah. they have a conversation about this. Hey, Jess, what do you think of my shirt? This is kind of cheesy. Baby, give it a rest. Ooh -wee. What? 
I never asked you how, what my outfit looks like. And I'm just messing with you. And she says, like, well, you know, I don't ask you how I look. And I thought that was weird because I feel like she does. Well, yeah, because five seconds later, she's like, does my butt look good in these jeans? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and this whole conversation is like, you know, she's kind of like going through her suitcase and whatever. And um, it just didn't happen. And I'm wondering, you know. I never, I didn't notice that at all, but I'll have to look again. I mean, it's just so weird because it's their voices for sure. It's like they wanted to add that conversation that they had, but they didn't want it where it was or something. Yeah, well, that's what my question would be for Jessica is, did they have you do this in post to piece together a story or to add more like little fights or whatever? Right. Or did you say this at a different time and they just put it there because it fit better or whatever? Right. Weird. I have to look. That's so strange. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit better if they just added it in post. But like if they just had the control to like take a conversation and that they said at one time. Yeah, it's weird. There's definitely some moments of conflict and stuff. And then there's like happy moments. But I just don't know why it wasn't enough to just like show what was actually happening. You know? Right. Absolutely. So then they're in their backstage at their next concert. And Jessica's warming up, and she's being really silly and funny. And this is real. This happened. You see their mouths moving. Yeah, you hear her singing. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I love you, you know? And, like, she goes out of her way to be cute with him. I warmed up. (laughs) Hey. I love you. Mm. I'm not in a bad mood anymore. I loved you even when I was in a bad mood. Just because I don't always show it doesn't mean I don't feel it. Well, you should try showing it more often. Better that way. I do show it a lot. I just was in a bad mood. Because I'd rather just be in a mall. Shop. He's not having it at this moment. Yes. He says that she should show it more if she loves him or whatever. And Yes. Well, she's been, like, PMSing for three days, so give her a break, okay? Yeah. Men don't know. Like... No. They're just like, it's all about me. Do you love me? <laughs> As I've said before, Vanessa, if you need help, just, like, DM us. Yes, give us a code. Give us a message. I'll come get you. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, then Jessica says that she would just rather be shopping in a mall. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not in a mall, but same. Right. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, I get it. I know that she got a lot of flack for being a complainer and stuff. You have to remember, though, that she doesn't even know anything different from this life. As a performer, obviously, I would, like, kill to be in Jessica's position. And I and yeah. I feel like, oh, if I was there, I would never complain or whatever. But I already have a really, like, good – I'm always performing and doing things. And, and I've said the same thing that she said literally when she said, I'm so sick of putting makeup on. Like, I've said that before, which yeah. sounds, like, sounds like such a, like, oh, boo-hoo that you have to get your makeup on. But it's, like, people can get used to anything. Yeah. And that, that's just her life, you know? Like, she doesn't even have the experience of, like, waitressing. Putting on makeup like isn't exciting anymore at at, at some point, you know, you're just putting on makeup, taking it off, putting on makeup, taking it off. It just becomes like a chore. Yeah. And she has to be like Jessica Simpson, you know, on all the time. Yeah. And it's it must be really weird, too, with the pressure of the cameras being on and. Oh my god, yes. You know, like, Definitely. usually you perform on stage and then you get off, but then you get off and the camera's there again, so you still have to be, like, on, or... Yeah, yeah, it's gotta know? be exhausting, and if you want to have a moment to PMS, 
you know, they're going to drag it out for like an entire episode. (laughs) Yeah, and make you seem like you're crazy or, you know, you're so rude when it's really just like you had a bad couple of days. Yeah, exactly. Then Nick and Jessica are in another hotel lobby and Nick is actually kind of cute here. He's in like a good mood and he's like dancing. Yeah, that was cute. And Jessica's (laughs) like, "Mm, don't do that. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. And then she goes, what's up, Smurf? Because he's wearing a blue, he's wearing that Jordan. Yes. We can actually, we can add that to the fashion segment for once. Nick will have a fashion. Yeah. I didn't call you Smurf and you picked out the damn thing. I like it. You're a cute Smurf. There are ugly Smurfs, really. They're all cute. Kind of a point. In the Smurfs, it was the bad guy that I was scared of. Rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat. Oh, wait, that's... No, never mind. That was... What the hell? That was Strawberry Shortcake. And they talk about how all the Smurfs are cute. And then Jessica does that, like, rat tat 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 thing. Yes, I love that. She's so funny. And then she says it's actually from Strawberry Shortcake. And I looked this up because I didn't ever watch Strawberry Shortcake. So I was like, what is that? And I ended up watching like nine minutes of an episode. It's that honorary, mean, and miserable, silly old sneak, the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak. Yeah, it's like the bad guy. That would get stuck in my head and I'd be like... (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. And that's why I love her because she's not afraid to like be silly and just say that or whatever, you know? She's not paranoid about being cool or anything like that. Right, just whatever comes to her mind. Mm -hmm. Natural. (laughs) So yeah, they're, uh, they're in another like just very regular hotel room. Jessica says it's so small. There's a gift basket waiting for them and Jessica says that there's nothing healthy in there for her diet which we all know about like all her diets and now exactly just looks so different now yeah and I feel so bad for her because she was working so hard and like I wish that she just got to eat what she wanted you know I mean especially when you're working that much food is like such a relief she's just always on a diet like Mm -hmm. now we know why but in every episode she's always on a diet like no wonder she can be cranky because she's like starving oh my god you know (laughs) I know it's not fair and it's funny how they never showed anything with Nick regarding that because like he uh, he has to work out all the time. He's like so bad. Yes, totally. I used to think that before the podcast, like he does definitely work out. He always has abs, but mm-hmm. they never show him. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, Nick working out. I mean, come on. That's like premium television right there. <laughs> Especially in that era where he was, like, considered a hot guy. Yeah, it's like, that's pretty much, like, what he has going for him, and they just don't show that ever. <laughs> Isn't that something they could have connected on? Like, maybe he could have taught her a more healthy approach, or or maybe not. Maybe he was also unhealthy with it. Maybe he was yeah. also, like, taking the diet pills. I don't know, you know? They never... He was definitely on the Atkins diet, because that's why they were eating that tuna. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah, but that was a miss opportunity right there for sure and then um jessica says that the bed is so small and she's like i'm gonna be on top of you and nick is like sounds good but again you don't see their mouths move that's not (laughs) oh really i didn't notice that no they're both like walking away nick's always gotta have the sexual innuendo in every episode (laughs) yeah i wonder if the mtv was just like we need to add in something like that you know yeah 
So Jessica is also talking about how they're getting very little sleep. I realize we got three hours of sleep the night before and like four hours last night. They clearly are doing so much press and they're just working their asses off. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica asks, if your heart stops when you sneeze, which and Nick is like so ru- not rude, but he's just like, no, like I've never heard that. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I've heard that a million times. So I actually looked it up and I mean, I didn't do that much digging or anything, but if you Google it, it, it says when you sneeze, the intrathoracic pressure in your body momentarily increases. This will decrease the blood flow back to the heart. The heart compensates for this by changing its regular heartbeat momentarily to adjust. However, the electrical activity of the heart does not stop during the sneeze. Okay, so it does something. It just doesn't (laughs) stop beating. (laughs) Right, it's not literally like your heart's frozen. Right, (laughs) right. So they're backstage again. And isn't this where Nick is using, what is it called? The thing that you put into your nose? Oh, yes. The um, the snot thing. <laughs> oh, my God. My husband uses it all the time. I don't know how I don't know. It keeps your nose from being dry. And like, you can use it when you have a cold. It's like a bottle of cold liquid. Yes. And yes. you put it up your nose and then you... Oh my god, what is that called? That's going to annoy me. Yeah, there's a word for it, but I'm blanking. And so this is like grossing out Jessica, and he's trying to explain, like, it's not snot that you're hearing, it's just water. Like, I just... Stuff. (laughs) But she's just like, you can tell that it's toward the end of the tour, they're tired, they're not the best match to begin with, and she's just like, done. Afrin, it's called. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Yes, and she's just completely grossed out. And honestly, it's a really gross sound. It is, yeah. But yeah, she's just like done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, is this when they have... Oh yeah, they have this little montage now of all the performances. Because when they show them run out, it's a different outfit. And I was like, wait. I love this montage. This is one of my favorite parts of the episode. Because I love hearing them Christmas caroling together. Yeah. You just show them going from like city to city um, singing Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night. Oh, the skies are brightly shining. It is a Savior's birth. One beautiful together I love the way they put that together it looks just very Christmassy and I love it me too well it's another one of those moments where you they seem like a couple (laughs) right yeah and and a lot of the shots like she's not wearing anything special she's just wearing I think in one of them she's just wearing a sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and so it's just like a very intimate like sweet moment and I love that montage yes another thing I love about her is she's so into fashion she's so into style and she's doing a show like even if it's a little show I mean you know Mariah's out there with like her gowns um right, right her corset right her- which yeah. I love that style of doing things too but like she's just 
she's just Jessica. Like, she doesn't need to do a whole thing all the time, sometimes, but other times, you know. Right. It's just about the voice or the two of them together. Mm-hmm. And she's got just her Levi's on and whatever, you know. Yep. <laughs> it's, she's just so cute. And, yeah, it's just a really nice – because it, it brings everything together because they show all of the – outfits that we've seen of them backstage and then they're yes. like oh they're they're going through all the shows like I get yes. it yes and I also just love Christmas music I'm like one of those people that listens to Christmas music like in July <laughs> and also from like November to December 31st like, yes I love Christmas I yes. so to hear them singing it together is just like oh love it yes it was beautiful I wish we had a full version of that if they would have done a Christmas album, that would have been awesome. Oh my God, yes. That would have been timeless. <laughs> I agree. And it's also just one of those moments where you're like, wow, they actually did have a really good thing going. Like they're both singers. They can work together well. They sound great together. Like they're on tour. Right. Whereas a lot of couples have to struggle with, and of course they did struggle with this too, but being away from each other and yeah. all that. and Yeah, but they have that way of being with each other if they want to. Yeah, so I love that part. And then they are home. Yeah. Jessica talked about how it's so good to be home and just to be normal for a while. And Jessica, this is really funny. Jessica's in the kitchen. She's eating goldfish, and she's very focused on something that she's reading. Yeah, like a magazine or something. Yeah, and this is a real moment because you do see their mouths move. Nick comes in, and he goes, are you ready? And she ignores him, and he goes, okay, see you there, and just walks right out of the frame. All right, then. (laughs) Yep, it's just in and out. Okay, bye. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what was she so focused on? Probably Star Magazine, like an article about herself. Right. (laughs) Yeah, stars, they're just like us. Oh, no, that one's one's Us Weekly. Us Weekly, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, so then they go to record Take My Breath Away, and Jessica tells the story we've all heard a lot of times. They show the interview clip, and she talks about how Nick literally did take her breath away, and she had said before that, If a guy actually takes my breath away, I'm going to marry him. We chose to record Take My Breath Away because we have history with that song. I always said the one guy that actually does take my breath away, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with him. And the first time Nick hugged me, I had to like back up against the wall. It sounds really cheesy, but I was completely like short of breath. Yes, which I think she said that a couple of times about their relationship. Yeah, it is a nice story and, you know, that she was literally, like, gasping because she had such strong feelings for him. Yeah. Nice while it lasted. (laughs) Yeah. I actually thought Nick was cute in this scene and kind of funny where he has the idea and he's like, I just want to do this cheesy little dialogue that he does. I thought we could have, like, a little dialogue part in the beginning. (laughs) Like, baby, I got something I want to tell you. You sound like the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Take my breath away. Oh, Lord. Yeah, she's like, you sound like a backstreet boy. <laughs> Which, I don't think that's the thing to say to a 98 Degrees member. I know. Like, you basically are a backstreet boy. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't say to the backstreet boys, you sound like in sync. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the whole idea. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, pretty much we do. Yeah, so yeah, he just kind of ignores that and keeps doing his little bit. And Jessica's like, oh, Lord, like, this is so, you know, it was so cheesy, but it was a yeah. funny little moment. 
for the show. And then there's another funny moment where like they're playing the song back and everyone's listening to it. Teresa's there, Joe's there, Tina's there, and they just show everybody like jamming out. Oh my God. <laughs> That's another one of my favorite parts. Joe, everybody's just kind of bobbing their head and like listening. And Joe is like full on like slamming his fists in the air and like moving his head around and every part he's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like it's not a fast song like what is he no, he's like it's like I the tiger you'd think he was listening to he's like exactly oh so funny I love that yeah, and referencing what we were talking about before uh, it's a little flamboyant of him yes now that we look back right <laughs> little over the top a lot of energy yeah so that's basically the end of the episode and yeah it's like a whirlwind episode there's one part in it actually that we didn't talk about and it's actually my favorite part of the episode and it's where they're doing the celebrity it list she's with like philip block oh, right. i don't know if you remember him but he was like a celebrity blogger when they did that back then and um and a stylist and so they're in this christmas episode of hsn or maybe it was his show and they're talking about the best gifts for this year and philip block is 100% a gay man and he's very like very out this woman calls up and she goes hi Philip I'd like to know what do you think the best gift for your wife this Christmas would be <laughs> and so he goes okay I'm gonna let you take that Jessica and she says like a tv or something and then they hang up the call and he looks at Jessica and he's like does that really woman really think I have a wife <laughs> <laughs> And it's just so funny the way he says it. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Thank you for I don't know why I skipped over that. But that was like, oh, it is hilarious. You have to play a clip of him saying that. It's so funny. What would you say is number one luxury gift you would buy for your wife? I'll let you go first. I, uh, I think the luxury gift is right behind us. You <laughs> see that? That beautiful HD TV. That's a good gift. Good for you. It's good. Good advice. Thank you both. Bye. Happy holidays. And also when the producer comes over and they're like, oh, you know, they're requesting just Jessica alone. Oh, yes. Yes. And he's like, well, that was a fine. How do you do? Yeah. He's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. He cracked me up. That was such a funny moment. <laughs> yes. And actually, I Googled this because they said that they did. She's like, oh, we have to do 20 interviews sitting here. And I was like, why? Like, I couldn't understand. I guess it was just like a promotional thing that she did, but it wasn't about her at all. Like, she was just kind of giving For her. The, the interview that they were doing? Or like the show? Well, just the whole thing. Because like, she didn't have her own products yet. And right. it just didn't seem like she... She, maybe they just didn't show her talking about any of her stuff, but it was just like she was just kind of there, whereas like it made more sense for Philip to be there. Oh, you actually could see the shows that they were on together? Well, no, I tried, but there was nothing. But I, I just thought, oh, if there's 20 interviews, maybe I could find something or even like a yeah. print thing. But all I found was an article talking about gifts that celebrities were buying for Christmas, and it said that Jessica bought Nick a Doors t-shirt. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. At Kitson for like 40 bucks or something like that. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I looked up Philip Block too because I wasn't sure I remembered who he was and I couldn't really find anything. Mm -hmm. 
them doing anything together either. It's just lost in the early 2000s ether with yes. I'm sure many other things. Someday Philip Black will come out with his own book and we'll see it again. We'll get the tea. <laughs> Except it's just going to be like what everyone else says about her, which is like, she's so lovely. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's so down to earth. Yeah. So, okay, I think that it's time to get into the fashion segment. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is an exciting fashion moment, all of it. There's so much. So you said that you have you bought a lot of dupes and stuff of Jessica's. I'm going to let you take this one. Like, what is your favorite outfit or piece from this? Oh, my gosh. From this particular episode? Yes. There's so much to choose from. I really like the striped shirt, cargo pants, um, Miu Miu heels, gray sweat jacket combo Mm -hmm. that we wore to the concert when Nick like threw over his shoulder. (laughs) Just because it's so quintessential 2000s, like the cargo pants with heels, the dangly, huge chandelier earrings, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. It just brings me back. And I really thought that outfit was pretty cute. There was a lot of things that she wore multiple times. Like you saw them on different episodes or she wore them more than once. Mm-hmm. And like, I have no idea who makes them. I know the the heels were Mew Mew, those pink ones, because um, there's a part where they actually zoom in on them when she's checking her pedicure. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the same Mew Mew heels that she wore on Oprah for okay. one episode. She wears them a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Well, she also keeps a lot of stuff through the years because I remember when the whole mom jeans thing happened and everyone's saying she was fat. I was like, well, the first thing I noticed is the earrings from newlyweds. (laughs) Right. The double hoops. (laughs) They like keep surfacing all the time. Totally. I was like, that's the story here, folks. Um, (laughs) She looks fine. Seriously. Yeah. I just think that's so funny because that was so many years after this and yeah, still rocking those earrings. Yeah. She probably has just the most amazing closet on planet oh. Earth. I mean, the things that are in there are just like sacred, probably. I know. I wish she would do some kind of closet tour. Closet tour. Yes. Or like, <laughs> Please. She should do like a closet clean out for charity. Oh my God. Yes. That would be amazing. Oh. You know how when they do stuff like that, there's always those pieces that like I could never afford because it's like $20,000. But then there's yeah. always like some random things that go for like a few hundred right. dollars. And I feel like that would be my splurge. Just like, well, this yes. is Jessica's. Like a little Prada bracelet or yeah, yes. totally. That would be amazing. I just want to see the inside of her closet like <laughs> somehow. Oh my God, so badly. Her daughters are so lucky. Oh my God. Oh my God. And they always look so cute. They all do. their outfits. They do. And they just look just like her. And mm-hmm. oh, I can't even imagine when they're teenagers. I mean, they're probably going to be models, you know? Right, right. <laughs> going to be fashionistas for sure yes i think they already i mean i know maxwell and ace already modeled for jessica simpson collection so right they did i think she did the bedding right yeah bedding thing well while we're talking about fashion you said that you have the jeans do you like how do you feel overall about her collection like do you buy a lot of it do you have any of the home stuff I know Derek's been buying a lot of the exercise stuff I only bought shoes I buy a lot of her shoes because they are comfortable and also she makes a size five and a half all the time and I have like really tiny five and a half feet and her five and a half fits me perfectly oh wow anytime I want to buy heels or something comfortable I'll always buy her shoes. So I buy a lot of those. And then I bought her um, those pull-on 
denim, the jeans that don't have a zipper. Mm -hmm. They're like pull-on flare jeans and they're amazing. They are my favorite. I bought them in like three colors, black, dark blue, and light blue. They're like the best jeans. They really are. But other than that, I don't have a ton of her stuff. I won a contest from that Wham Bam events from Stephanie's page mm-hmm. not too long ago. And she sent, they sent me a bunch of Jessica Simpson stuff. They sent me like a comforter from the home. Wow. Um, apartment. Yeah. And it's really cute. It's like blue pinstripe and it has teeny little hearts like sewn all over it. And so we put that in one of our guest bedrooms, like our downstairs guest bedroom. It's really cute. That's awesome that you won that contest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was so exciting. That's when I first got a message from Stephanie. And then after that, it was just like, you know, the floodgates were opened. (laughs) That is so great. Wow. Yeah, but I don't have a lot. I'd like to buy that Fiend perfume because I'm Derek sent me a sample of it in the mail. How cute is that? I know. He's the sweetest. He's so cute. He just promotes his girl. Yes. (laughs) And it does smell amazing. So I might pick that up. I really want that one too. Yeah. It it smells awesome. If you like musky stuff, it's very musky and a little bit sweet. It's so good. I'm just going to have to buy it. I mean, it's it's, uh, on sale too. Is it really? Okay. $10 off. Yeah. That's so cute. So let's see. Okay. So when she, at the beginning, she goes to Teresa's and she's wearing that white V-neck sweater with the eyelet. Basically the knit of it is. It's like a waffle sweater, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like open knit. Yeah. And she's just wearing like black pants and she's wearing the black boots again from the yes. Thanksgiving episode. Those are definitely um, Ralph Lauren. Okay. Said, I think um, there's a there's an episode where she's in the car and there's a cockroach in the car oh, no. and her friend is like just step on it and she's like no I'm not gonna step on it with my oh my god what does she say Ralph Lauren boots or something yeah she's wearing the same boots those black furry ones it's so funny like as if the bottom of the boot is going to be like ruined yeah right like no I cannot touch anything to these <laughs> she's so cute in the interview she got all glammed up for the interview which she normally doesn't but she's wearing just like a white zip up and she has again long earrings on and she her makeup's all done her hair is classic Jessica you know yeah she looks so pretty there she does it probably is like a juicy couture sweatshirt mm-hmm. it's just like a hoodie which by the way i just bought juicy couture sneakers like two days ago because they have a new throwback line on forever 21 oh oh my god that's so cool i know it's really cool like some of the stuff already sold out and it's great because it's reasonably priced yes i love when they do stuff like that like moschino did an h&m launch yes and so you could buy a bunch of moschino stuff i got a sweatshirt i love when they do that yeah and elizabeth and james the mary kate and ashley brand has a line at Kohl's and I bought a belt there and it's one of my favorite belts ever and I'm so happy because I can't afford to buy their like $10,000 socks you know (laughs) nor would I if I was a millionaire I would not buy like some of their stuff is crazy but (laughs) yeah I love those lines that are just a little bit more affordable so check that out because it's very Jessica I mean yes I will that's awesome yeah oh you know what I just remembered they're DKNY boots okay my boots yes black furry decan wise that makes sense that's like decan Y and calvin klein are my they're my favorite like yes they're designers and they do make some like couture stuff but it's also like i can afford it so like right they I, sell it at macy's yes i love like those two brands are my brands actually 
I usually, my underwear and bras, it's almost all Calvin Klein, DKNY, and then Jessica Simpson collection. So, <laughs> Oh my God, Calvin Klein makes the best bras and underwear. They're just so simple mm-hmm. and, you know, go under everything. Yeah. And I don't have any Jessica Simpson collection. Honestly, like bras. next time you're at Macy's or TJ Maxx or whatever, try on her bras because they really are, I love her bras. And I think it's because- yeah. She has larger chest. I have a larger chest, and I think she yeah, understands. Yeah. Oh, I should. I duh. I should have thought of that. <laughs> she would know. Yeah. There's actually this bra that I have by her that it opens in the front. It just fits perfectly, and it's really good for like a certain cut of shirt. And I got it. I've had it for like six or seven years. And then I was on Nordstrom Rack website the other night, and I noticed they still have them. Like they still produce them. So I guess I'm not the only one who, you know, loved it. So when Nick gets to the hotel at the beginning, Jessica's wearing a black turtleneck and gray pants and a long gray coat and a ponytail. And that's actually one of her like fancier, dressier outfits. I love that outfit, actually, because it looks like a matching set. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a pantsuit, but with a long coat, which is so different, you know? Yes, it's almost like a Hillary Clinton, you know? It's really cool. And it's like a funky color. It's like a brownish, blackish color. Mm -hmm. And I like that she did a ponytail with it, too. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that outfit for like a little dressy, little dress up, a little glow up. Yeah, especially because she's not like she's normally so girly. So to see her in something like that is like very chic. Yes, agree. Then we see the same orange jacket and sweatshirt from the scene with the DVDs. Yeah, at the so hotel. So wonder, like, did they cut that together, or did she wear that home, or does she just always wear that orange sweatshirt with the matching jacket? I don't know. It's interesting, right? Maybe it was like they flew home after that and stopped at Tower Records or something. Yeah, you know? yeah that's what I was thinking because that's very matchy matchy, but it's cute and the color is very that two thousands color. Mm-hmm. So then we have, like you're saying, the pink heels. Yes. And the pink and brown striped long sleeve shirt, which I feel like that was so popular, is like the thick striped shirt with random colors. Yep. And I think it even has like thumb holes, like to pull over your (laughs) your hands, which was brand new back then. That was like something that nobody really made. Yeah. And I think she wore green flare jeans with that, which that's like her style most of the time is flare jeans. Yeah, but they had pockets, so they were kind of like cargo flare jeans. Right. And then she rolled them up short. Mm -hmm. And then she has that purple satin, like, zip-up jacket with the big collar. Yeah. That I really like. I like that, too, and I'm so curious who makes that. Because I feel like she wore that in another episode, too, but I don't have any clue what the designer would be. So then we have the scene in Providence, and she looks so pretty. She's wearing the houndstooth newsboy cap yes which she also wears having lunch with her mom in another episode right in the brat the brat's worth yes yes (laughs) the brat (laughs) yes and it looks so good on her it does it just looks I mean everything looks good on her but that hat isn't a hat that a lot of people can wear it's like larger sized it's a big print and it just looks so good 
It really does. And then she has on a black turtleneck with it and she's wearing, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's almost like a ripped up scarf yeah. with different shades of pink. And I remember those being kind of in as well. Like it's like a skinny scarf that doesn't really do anything for you, but it's just like. They were very in. It was almost like you were wearing a necklace, but it was a scarf. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was not for warmth. No. <laughs> just like, you know, belts on your hips didn't hold your pants up, but you had to wear that. <laughs> yes. And I also loved, because they show, when she's doing her makeup, they show that she has this little blue makeup bag with the letter J on it in lowercase. And I had that. Like, I... Oh, you did? They had those at Claire's. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, it's so funny that she can afford, like, a Louis Vuitton one. And she has just, like, the same one that I had. Yeah. (laughs) Same, like, girly thing that everybody had. That's cute. Yeah, I remember those were everywhere. And I also love that she was sitting on the floor in front of the hotel mirror because I always do that. Me too. I know, totally. You have to find like the lowest mirror you can get close to it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much better than the bathroom. I don't know, like the lighting and... Right, because who wants to stand for like an hour and put your makeup on when you can sit on the floor? Exactly. And then she's wearing those black boots again, those black DKNY boots, I think, with that outfit, right? Yes. I couldn't see them that well, but that's what I just assumed. Yeah, I think when she's sitting on the couch and you can see her like telling Nick that she loves him still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's wearing the boots. So then she's wearing the Levi's. Then she like that's when she asks him, "Do my does my butt look good in Levi's?" Yes. And she has that like high messy ponytail with a really thick bang. Yes. That's another hairstyle that like I used to do all the time back then. I would like pull. Yes, those like side swept bangs with the huge ponytail. Yes, you needed to have that like, you couldn't have the severe ponytail. It had to be like that fluffy thing in the front. (laughs) It had to be like cute and like perky. Exactly, yes. (laughs) And we forgot Nick's moment. He had his royal blue tracksuit. Don't forget Michael Jordan. (laughs) Right, picked out for him by Jessica, which is obviously why it's notable because – Right. He picks out. Yeah, it was all her. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also wearing this like really big cross necklace that she also wore on Jay Leno, which was right yeah. around the same like it was the same week that she was they were on Jay Leno. Yeah, that huge diamond cross. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like Puffy always wore that big diamond cross. That must have been kind of in. Yeah. This is when during the montage, that's what she's wearing, I think, when like they fall on the floor together. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cute. And she's also wearing one of those belts that everybody had, the belt with like the silver grommets or whatever you call them Mm -hmm. all over it. It was like a black belt with all the silver grommets on it. Yes. And then, oh, we didn't talk about how Nick went to that children's hospital. Oh, right. (laughs) That was like the one good thing he did this whole year. That was sweet. Which is actually, there's a funny part in that too, because twice he gets rejected by those kids. Once she, the woman who's supervising is like, here, take a picture with him. And the kid's like, no. Oh my God. (laughs) And then another time he goes to sing something, I think. And the kid's like, no, sing Beyonce. Yes. He yells Beyonce like three times. Want to help me sing some songs? Lorenzo requested Rudolph. We got to do the cool. We got to do the cool. Oh, I don't look nearly as good singing Beyonce songs as she does. Yes, and he's like, oh, I don't really sound that good. 
<laughs> so funny. I mean, at least he went and I know. No, it was very nice. And he does stuff like that every now and then. Yeah, and he was always like good with children. Like you could tell that he wasn't just there for a photo op, that he really enjoyed yeah. it and Yeah. So yeah, Nick, congrats on doing one good thing. Um <laughs> And that we remembered it. Yes, we we did at the last minute. (laughs) So then when they go to record, she's wearing brown juicy pants and then a satin blue jacket with brown stripes down the arms that match the pants. And I love that even on a day where she's just recording and she's in sweats and stuff that she still kind of matches and is cute. Yes. And that brown and blue jacket is also in another scene during the dessert episode. But you guys will talk about that later, I think. Oh, right. I thought that looked familiar. Mm -hmm. Is that everything? Did I miss anything? Nope, that was my last note. Wow. (laughs) That was a whirlwind. (laughs) It really was. It was like such a feast for the eyes, though, to see all different outfits, you know? Oh, my God. I just, I really do love this episode. It's not like one of the more, I guess, famous ones, but there's so much in it, like so much visual, so much emotional. It's just like packed with quintessential Nick and Jessica. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just love it. Yeah, it's a really good snapshot of just their life, the show, the dynamic, everything. Yeah, everything, everything. It's a great episode. So that is what I guess can bring us into rating the episode. Oh, yes. Rating the episode. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So we rate on a scale from zero to five here. And, you know, we don't say like four out of five stars. We pick something from the episode. And I'm sure you've noticed that listening. Yes. Why don't you go first? Just give your overall opinion of the episode. I mean, I know you you already just kind of did, but um, if you want to elaborate on anything and then what your score is. All right. Well, obviously, I just said I, I love this episode. It's definitely one of my favorites. It has everything that you would need from an episode of Newlyweds, and the fashion is great. So honestly, I'm going to rate this a five out of five pink Mew Mew heels. Ooh, good one. <laughs> yes. Yes. We love those too. Yes. <laughs> I I agree with you. It's quintessential newlyweds. It has everything. It's like that that SNL thing with Stefan where he's like, this club has everything. It's like yes. <laughs> It's like this episode has everything. It has fashion, like passive aggressiveness, singing, Nick having issues with money, Nick having issues with everything. Um, Carrying her multiple times. (laughs) Right. Um, Joe being weird. Like it has it all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was the best. And I would I would do five out of five, but I think the whole weird putting in combos when they didn't happen is just like mm, I just yeah. prefer the real moments. Mm-hmm. Um but it was still really good. So I think I'm gonna give it four out of five Jessica groans when she <laughs> makes a mistake. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like that, like her at the beginning on the floor groaning, like that's me in all of the pandemic. I'm just like, oh, for me. (laughs) I'm just like, I can't do this. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Gosh, absolutely. This was great. This is exactly what I needed for my Saturday night. (laughs) I know, right? It's the perfect Saturday night. Why do anything? else just talk about Jessica yes Yes, for three hours (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I definitely can't wait to hear other guests come on. I'm so excited yes. for the upcoming episodes. Oh my gosh, episodes. you guys, I am so excited about next week's guest. I will not reveal it, but it is, and again, it's not a Simpson related person. I'll I'll make sure that when that'll be different, but um, yeah. I'm so excited. Like you guys are in for such a treat next week, but Amanda, you were amazing. I love, love your personal story about Jessica and your connection to Yay. her. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing that. It was awesome. And I will definitely be having you back on in the future. For sure. I'm here. Yes. Okay, guys, I will see you next week with a review of a newlyweds Christmas. It's Christmas already. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so just listen to some of happy Christmas to get ready and of rejoice and uh, we'll see you in that episode. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessicast. Please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends who are just obsessed with Jessica's underrated album. Do you know we want to hear from them? Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.